93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this story. I thought this was worth uh, bringing up. It was an audit uh, that was done recently uh, for the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles in California. And a data operator there apparently slept three hours a day at her desk for three years. Three hours a day. For three years. And the department failed to take disciplinary action. All right. So was she uh, satisfying her job requirement? Uh, That I don't know. uh, You would assume that maybe there was not a lot of demand for what she did. Because you think somebody would notice that she was asleep for three hours. Four witnesses told investigators that the DMV employee consistently slept at her desk. The auditor estimated the employee misused 2,200 hours of work time. Between February 2014 and December 2017. So yeah, I, maybe it was just like a lull in the day. Like, but that's a hell of a lull. Three like, hours. My guess is she also know, took a it? lunch, right? They're not maybe. saying they're not saying that uh, they haven't specified that she wasn't taking a lunch on top of that. That's four hours. That's half your day. I mean, that's a third of your work day, easily. Yeah, I mean, listen, no. I don't think you should be sleeping for three hours at work. I don't think you should. You be sleep sleeping. for about two. No, I don't think you should be sleeping at all at work. But um, I've been in a DMV where. There's just nothing happening. Now, I don't know. Well, the people working should have something happening. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what they're supposed to be doing if nobody's there waiting in line, but. Yeah. Say on average, though, Preston? Three, every, three hours every day. That's on average, Kath. So that means <laughs> okay. she was sleeping. Less, some days more. Some, other days, days. some mm-hmm. days eight hours. Some days the whole Some days she yeah. just slept in the parking lot and well, then started the car up and went home. <laughs> <If> they... <laughs> okay. If they can figure this out, that it was on average, then somebody knew that she was sleeping, right? Well, that's the thing. They're saying that the um, uh, there were complaints from her colleagues and the department yeah. failed to take disciplinary action. So that's that's why the hubbub. You'll see investigative reports like this all the time on the news. There was a guy, a local in the city, they, they nailed him. I think he showed up, punched in, yeah. went home for like seven hours, right. came back and punched out, and full salary, full deal, benefits... And what? It wasn't like he was even doing a little. He was doing nothing. And I, how long can you do? Like he did it for like a year and a half. I know, but like at a certain point, you go, "Man, I can't do this anymore. I'm totally going to get caught." It was good while it lasted, but I'm going to get caught. I think. I think there there's a there's a uh, a brand of people out there that once they get into a groove, they're yeah, just like, yeah, "Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're just like this is it. I, I figured it out, man." I feel bad if I'm in the bathroom too long. Yeah, like I, I better get back to work. Uh, oh, I will. I will take a nap right here. You guys, have yeah, seen oh me yeah, do it. absolutely. When when the show yes. is over, when, after you've done your work, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. When, when we're done with the day, and there may still be work left to do, but it's nothing that is time related. No, I will lay down on this uh, love seat right over here, which is too small to really get yeah. good rest on. No and, love can be made. And I will lay down. I'll, I'll set a little alarm for about thirty minutes, and I will pass the f out. But. I've done my work for the day. Right. And we also work in a, you know, it's a little casual here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let's just make excuses for one another. I think that's okay. But uh, uh, no, listen, I think um, um, technology has kind of ruined some things for some people. Um, GPS tracking, you're not able to get away with what you used to be be able to get away with. I know somebody who you, who actually, I think this person still works for the post office, but back in the day. Now he would get his job done, you know. He would, you know, deliver all the mail to all these people, and not necessarily the right people, but he'd get it done. <laughs> no, they would get to, yeah. but he would get it done in such a, a short amount of time that he would, during his workday, 
go play golf or go hang out with his buddies or whatever. And, and then, uh, I know, Preston. <laughs> I love it. Like, Wait a second. <laughs> so, but, but I guess he would speed up, but he would get his appointed rounds done. Get, get, yeah, and get then your he, job done. And he would have time. Then he would have time to, to go. or snow. Or nine holes. Or right. nine holes. <laughs> right, right. Go <laughs> and and then go punch out for you know at the end of the day. We've talked about this and that we had a similar situation. My first job, actually my second job, my first real job, Dunkin' Donuts. The UPS drivers, about ten of them, these trucks would park behind the, the Dunkin' Donuts so they would not be seen by supervisors. They would get all their deliveries done. All their deliveries done for the day. And then just go hang there, have coffee for about two hours, mm-hmm. and just every day mm-hmm. is part of the deal. Steve, I don't want you to speak out of turn, so I apologize yeah. in advance if this is something you don't want to bring up on air. But didn't, I think you were telling us a story about somebody in radio who would show up at work and sleep, and she would, um, oh, oh, like on air. No, like, yes, this was a, no, a, yes. she had a substance problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah. all right. She passed all out right. in the middle of an interview. But to put it in perspective, oh, Nick. It was a talk show. Yeah. Right. So, like, you could say, okay, it was he was spinning records in the overnight, and he fell asleep during Inagata de Vida. Right. This is yeah. where <laughs> you are talking. Yeah. You're taking calls, and you fall asleep. And she would just pass out, right? Pass out. All right. I also know that in, in outside sales, and a lot of time it was like pharmaceutical. What? Casey, you have found your future. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> 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 What field are you in? Pharmaceuticals. It's see the uh, the pharmaceuticals is usually hot women, but this is my expertise. Pharmaceuticals. Uh, I'm just gonna sit back and wait for this to be done. No, you go ahead. Let me know. All right. So pharmaceutical sales and uh, medical sales. Uh, I I know that you 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 have to get like ten calls in a day or something like that. So you have your uh, your quota that you need to reach every day, and people would, would it's all in the planning, right? It's like, okay, listen, I, I can go to the this one area, bang out 10 sales calls in about three hours, and then I'm done at, like, noon. See, which, and which you can't do that anymore because of because of GPS tracking and, sure. and all that stuff. But what you assume is, you know, like in those cases, you'd be motivated. You want to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, yeah. you can plan out your day. If you're planning your entire day around how much downtime you can schedule... That's kind of weird. If you're hitting your your goals, your quotas, and all that stuff. If you are. Yeah. I try to, when I come in here in the morning and we're doing prep work before the show, is if I've got, if I've gotten everything that I need to get done for the day and I have, say, 10 minutes or so before the show starts, I start working on tomorrow's stuff. Sure. Like, immediately. And then, even during the show, when we go into commercial breaks or playing music, I'll start, I'm pulling up bizarre files for the next day. And I that way, later on today... I can do nothing if I want to, which is wonderful. You get it covered. Yeah, but uh, but apparently this person felt that three-hour naps at work were a good idea. There's also another one from this same department. Two Fresno State University operations employees engaged in uh, egregious and continued time and attendance abuse by taking extended breaks over a four-year period, and they alleged to have wasted 5,100 hours and cost the state about one hundred and eleven thousand dollars in salary. So when so you extended breaks, when as you well. do that, are you? <clears throat> is there legal recourse that they take against you, or are you just simply fired? You're fired. 
I don't know. It depends because uh, are you working for the DMV? Is that for the, the state for the government? State, yes, but, uh, but but in other words, is is that is that fraud or is it's it not is fraud? It, Listen, it's simply just a fireable offense. If he or she is there at work, <coughs> then that's yeah. fine. Now yeah. if that person is not showing up and doing something like what you talked the, the about guy earlier, who, who just punched in and punched left. in and left, yeah. then then that's fraud. Like if you're defrauding yeah. people of uh, of work, who's the guy who is that was actually um, taking <laughs> truckloads of meat and stuff and reselling it. Do you remember that? You yeah. You had that story. It was yeah. like a million dollars worth of yeah. hot dogs or something. Yep, I do remember that. <laughs> I just don't think that. I And you want you almost want to get inside the mind of someone who, yeah. hey, I know what I'll do. Yeah. There are people out there that are just motivated to get their job done so that they can just chill. I, you mm-hmm. know, I had a friend of mine who was, uh, you know, he hated mowing the lawn. Now, there's one because he was a surgeon. Well, no, there, there's one of two things you can do. You can either put it off and just you know fight it, but or yeah, you can just do what get he did. it done. And he and would run. Over. He would literally run mowing the lawn <laughs> so he could get it done yeah. that much faster. Wow, I don't mind that. Uh huh. By the way, speaking of uh, overworked and all that stuff, uh, Kathy sent me this study the other day that that, that noted that uh, people over forty should only work three days a week. <laughs> what? The only Why? good thing about turning forty. Because yeah. you're. What's the perception? Because uh, you're not long for this world? No, it said that uh, it, it's based on your own work-slash-life balance. Um, and there's a, there's a full detailing study that basically um, your your work performance is better if you're only doing three uh, days a week. Wow. You're getting too old to work. You're getting too that's old to work. That's a bunch of nonsense. Rest, three days a week when you turn 40? To get to 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 get basically the optimum uh, work performance. No, you're sleeping at work to begin with. That's true. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting a good three hours at work. But maybe you wouldn't sleep at work if you only work three days a week. If you guys didn't have this. But you're not getting paid if you're home. Um, it, would you ever, you know, take this job and put it aside. Would you ever take a job where you would work a three like twelve hour shifts in a week or something like that. I don't know, man. My, Cop, my police do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the twelve I, on twelve off. Thing. I have a friend who's a doctor who does it, and uh, that doesn't I, that's seem, a long that doesn't day. seem yeah less taxing. You know, like like yeah, you only work three days a week, but you're working pretty long. Imagine if we shifted to like a police schedule where we did that. Uh, we did uh, like back to back three day twelve hour shows, oh, God. and uh, <laughs> Pierre would love that. Be crazy exhausted from that. Uh, let me go to. I'm going to go to a few calls. People who have beat the system. <laughs> I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Mega Church. Mega uh, Church. Mega Church. Yes, <laughs> close. What's up, Joe? So, uh, yo, so I used to be a sales rep for Coca-Cola, and uh, up in Boston, I was like in the south South Boston area, so I had the beach territory on my route, mm-hmm. and so my my route, I I had a lot of accounts, but I would get up and knocked them all out, and then I didn't have other accounts until, like, a lot of them were bars. So I would finish all my calls that I could by, like, noon, and then I would just bring my computer and, like, sit on the beach because everything I could do was remotely, and I would just, like, hang out on the beach. Like, I would either pop my the back of my car up and just, like, take a nap for a couple minutes and just <laughs> hang out until around 3.30 or whatever, and then I would start going to all the bars that I could call on mm-hmm. and just, like, Go to you know, Harpoon Brewery and stuff, and just relax. So you, 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 but you had satisfied your your work requirement for the day, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. I hit, all right. I hit all my numbers. Like I was the highest. I had like the highest numbers for the year too. So I was well, like, there you go. That's what I mean. If yeah, you're, you're doing if, well. If you're getting your job done, it's just a perk that you happen to work near the beach and you can sit on the beach with a computer. I don't think that that's exactly. It's like you know, work. it's like Thanks, a fisherman, Joe. right? They're always by the water. <clears throat> well, that's why you know I can. I can, t- I can go home and I can do all my work from home, which is, it's a great luxury yeah. to have. It's a great, I mean, we do our, our show, 
but the work for the following day, I can go home and get that done. Or it's you can fantastic. do your other job. You go out to the parking lot and sell opioids. That's what <laughs> I do. Steve, speaking of sleeping at work, and you and I love the movie Used Cars. Oh, my God, I love uh, it. The mechanic, I think his name was Jim, uh, there, there's two scenes. One <laughs> where he's passed out, and he's got an acetylene torch in his hand, and it's, it's on. It's lit. <laughs> he's just <laughs> away. And then there's another one, Steve, where he's got the, the painter. Yeah. The, He's just spraying paint. The he's entire, in he's the middle of it. Completely snoring, passed out. I, I, I love, that's a I Robert Zemeckis. It. Oh uh, my, it's, it's a great movie. God, it's a great movie. Um, I'm going to go to our sales manager. Oh. Jim Antez is on the phone line. Hey, Jim. <laughs> What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning, buddy. You wanted to you wanted to share a story. Listen. Oh, by the way, before you do this, radio sales is a great job for you to sneak away for a little <laughs> while. I knew people that would that would just go home. And hang out for hours, and they wouldn't go on their sales wow, call. Wow. Somebody got busted because I lived in a small town when one of my first radio jobs, so the, the area wasn't very big. And they drive by this guy's house, and, and sure enough, his car was, car was right there, out, right out front. Yeah, not and, here though, not our sales. Guys. No, of course no not. No, they go to the movies. Well, They're well, go getters. Well, well, that's a perfect that's a perfect entree because <laughs> so it, it, so one day one day we go over across the street to eat, and I had to run PNC Bank to grab some money. It's when Mario was working here. So we walk out of PNC Bank, and I said to Mario, I go, yo, Mario. I go, there's Scarado's car. I said, go over and look, leave a note on it or something like that and have yeah. some fun with it. Yeah. So we roll up to the car, and the seat is back, and he's out cold. And I'm like, Mario, he's in the car. He's in the car. So I start snapping pictures of him. Perfect. And I come back to the office, and I put him on the print, and I print him, and I put him up at his desk, and I go, we're always watching you. That's, uh, I, I don't care. I don't think it doesn't matter. Scrotto. Yeah, I like to take a nap. Oh, my God. It's, my it's usually when I fart. Yeah, Scrotto was uh, hilarious. He, it, you which you should have done. That's great. Imagine if you had let the air out of all the tires. He <laughs> <laughs> woke up and then all the tires were flat. So, but in, in, in the bit, Jim, so you... you, you in this case, we just heard of the guy. He gets all his, uh, he hits all his, his numbers. He's doing really well. If somebody goes away and takes a break during the day, and they're they're meeting their their goals, you as as a manager, are you cool with that, or or is it always go 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 go? Uh, you know, listen. It, it, here's the deal: we run our own business. I, I'm a firm believer: if you are getting your job done, you're hitting your numbers. Then, if you got to take a little break, you take a little break. I mean, yeah. there's people that work. There's people that work till 10, 11 o'clock at night sometimes at home. So, you know, but it's all, again, it's all about hitting your numbers. I'll probably get crushed for saying that, but <laughs> the bottom line is, if you're getting your job done, things are happening, you're, you're entitled to a little bit of Well, risk. and that may be the methodology you employ to be effective. You may, As a worker, you may, perhaps everyone's different. Perhaps they produce best when they get pauses through the day to recharge or whatever yeah. it is. So when I was a lifeguard, I looked at the, the pool, I'm like, everybody... Is at the bottom. Is, no. <laughs> Everybody is alive. Well, now my joke doesn't work, but anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, man. Hi, <laughs> right, Jimmy. We'll see you, man. Take it easy, buddy. Yeah, I think most people that I know, most of my peers, um, once they find a career and a job path that they like, uh, they all work hard. It just depends. Going to the office doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work harder by being in the office. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they can be out and do stuff wherever they are. And uh, they're motivated to do their job. They're motivated by their career, and they're motivated by their employer. And I, I, I think more and more 
bosses understand that, that yeah. they're going to give their employees freedom to do what they want, where they want, as long as they get the work done. Yeah, but then there are those people that have to be there to, you know, they're absolutely required yeah. to be there where they can mm-hmm. get the, get their job done. And this DMV person was falling under that umbrella, but they found a way to sleep at their desk <laughs> three, three how, hours a day. And how do you not, how does a supervisor not see that well, eventually? Well, and that's the issue. They were, yeah. you know, people reported this person <laughs> regularly and they never got reprimanded for it. My cousin is a teacher and one of the, you know, like assistants that are in the classroom, she said, um, for years, he would fall asleep every single day at the desk with the kids in the classroom. And she said, the one day she asked him, she said, do you drink coffee? And he said, no. She goes, I think you should start. Yeah. <laughs> there was in the movie Election uh, with oh, uh, yeah. Matthew Broderick, he, he, the, the pop quiz was the, the ultimate <laughs> friend of the teacher. Pop quiz, yeah. everybody. And then he could leave yeah. and take <laughs> off. So everybody's got their little shortcuts, their little way, or not everybody, but uh, some people do. Uh, I'm going to go to, yeah, let me go to Joe. Hi, Joe. You are on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. What's up? So, uh, my late teens, early 20s, I used to manage an auto zone. Um, smaller one, no commercial, you know. So yeah. I used to, you know, come in hungover or something and usually have a worker with me in the morning, open up. I'd open up, get everything set, tell them, uh, yeah, here's my numbers if you need to override a sales or something like that, use that. And I'd go sleep in the back for a couple of hours. You'd yeah. go sleep in the back? Would you sleep, would, you'd sleep in the warehouse or would you sleep in your car? It's not right in the back, right down one of the aisles, you know, the parts <laughs> aisle. Yeah. Right in the back. Why not? Why not? I had, I've, I've told you guys before, this, this pizza joint I worked at after a couple of months, everybody realized the pizza sucked and the service was bad and nobody <laughs> showed up. And nobody, people quit ordering. So, yes. So we had hours of nothing to do. Is this do. where you do the, the, the balls dough of dough? baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and there was a, a prep counter, and it had a shelf on the bottom, and it was big, and I would crawl under there and lay down <laughs> and sleep. Like I'd, take a, I'd, I'd grab my a coat or a T-shirt and make a pillow out of it, and what? I would pass out underneath You're like, a, like a, Yeah. No, yeah like I a, look, like a, well, you remember, I go underneath yeah. the, the, the You like kind of like I going... like to get underneath <laughs> stuff. Cubbies. Like, Cubbies, yeah. Like Costanza, putting a bed in the desk, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the best episodes. Uh, the uh, actually, you, you mentioned a pillow at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, we had the overnight the baker. You know, they're they're baking around the clock. Yeah, this guy was sort of a screw up. They came. They come in the next morning. The manager and there is bedding on top. No. <laughs> on top of the bags of the different you know doughs and stuff. The powder that they use to make all the stuff. And so uh, that sort of tipped the hand that he might have not, not have been as productive as he needed to be. I'm going to go next to Chris. Good morning, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's Funny. up, buddy? I calling and I always get on. It's like the eighth and ninth time. Anyway. Nice. Um, uh, I knew, I worked at Oxford Valley Mall, and we had a hard-working UPS worker. This guy would come in. He would be there before the gate opened. I'd sign for the packages, and he would run through the mall. And then one day he was gone, like after a year. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then a time goes by, and I run into another UPS driver at another job. And I'm like, yeah, I knew this guy, Joe. He worked at the mall. And he was done by, like, 10, 11 o'clock, I swear. And he's like, oh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, they fired him. I'm like, oh, why? He's like, well, there's a reason he was doing that and getting done so early. He was uh, sleeping with the girl Victoria Victoria's Secret. He got caught in the back. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a different kind of sleep. Yeah, yeah he was sleeping with the girl of Victoria's <laughs> Secret. Mm. Well, there you go. I got it confirmed by two different drivers. So I, I guess they weren't as hot over at Things Remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, nice. Thanks, Chris. Well, I mean, that's that's a case of somebody speeding up 
their job performance so that they have some downtime to get yeah. into what they want to get into. And obviously, he wanted to get into the Victoria's Secret right. uh, worker. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to to that point, though, when if you have that, whether you're in sales or something that allows you to go away or to be out on your own or you're, you're kind of autonomous at that point, that's where you can get away with this, obviously, the most. When you're in that job that you you have a, a supervisor sitting at the end of your you know row of desks or whatever, it's and the job stinks. It's such an energy suck. It's <clears throat> seven hours seems yeah. like seventeen hours. Oh my god! And you've we've all I think we've all had a version of it. jobs where you're literally mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time staying awake. And you're oh, counting. Well, you're yeah. looking at the clock. Well, the telemarketing we talked about it earlier with yeah. the yeah right yeah Case? Exactly same thing. I was gonna yeah. say I, I was a telemarketer because. I broke my wrist. I couldn't yeah. be a lifeguard, and it was just... I mean, I drank a lot that summer, too, so it, it really... It worked out. It, it ended up working out, because my hours were like 5 to 10, so I could sleep the day away. But, you know, uh, Steve, I would... Because I was only doing... um. Uh, um Surveys. I wasn't yeah, yeah. selling anything. Oh, that's that's, that's I would, better. I would let that phone ring until <laughs> until it would just go beep 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 beep. Casey, beep, beep. Casey. So, well, so I had brick face. I forgot that you saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would do that. Uh. And, and and so you, the guy was the manager was sitting there constantly jumping in on the calls just to make sure you were calling people. Yeah. So you couldn't do that. Yeah. You know. By the way, Marissa just gave me a knowing smile through the glass here. We all remember the morning she fell asleep while we were yeah. on the air. That was, oh, that was hilarious. Fun. Or every single live broadcast ever where Rodney's just sitting there like. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Rodney's, Rodney's been, been there been for forty eight hours. Yeah. 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 He was there two days prior and didn't and, stop working. And or he'll sleep. get there at two a.m. to get everything set. Right. Yeah. So. He's still sleeping there. True. But Marissa, we, we were all like, we're sitting here, we're talking like we are now, and all of a sudden we're like, is Marissa asleep over there? Remember and we then got we, all got, we all got quiet, and that's when she woke yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. She's she like, was, dead air. She thought dead it was air. dead air, Marissa. Because that was during the 2008 World Series. Yeah. When I thought that I could stay up all night, go to the games, mm-hmm. go home, sleep, mm-hmm. then go back to the game, stay up all night, come to work. Turned out, it was a little different, but it was that's the classic thing where you where you draw the pupils on your eyelids. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally one of my favorite radio stories of all time. It was awesome. It was excellent. Well, anyhow, there's a yeah, there's a bit of a uh, of an uproar within the California DMV. This person in particular, and they have a number of things uh, that have happened as well. There was a high ranking uh, fire chief that had. Two state employees build an addition to a state-owned house that he rented during their work hours, and it had plumbing and electrical and sewer, and, and he used the money from the state to I do mean, it. So he's, he's using taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. He didn't get permission to do it. And so they, there's a full audit they did, but one, the one that stands out was this person sleeping for three hours a day, every day for, I think it was um, three Year, years. Three years. Three years. But you know what? They, they did... A doctor had informed the DMV in 2016 that the uh, that she could not have performed the duties the job required because she had a medical condition that made it difficult for her to work on a regular schedule. She was lazy, so I guess <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that uh, if that was legitimate or not. But they they reassigned her to another position in January. She gets the la- road test of last year, but she continued to sleep at work. Part of it is part of it is just having a job that is interesting enough to keep yeah. you awake. You know, it truly is it, to be engaged. Yeah. And my my heart goes out to you if you're at a job with it that is one of those just energy sucks. But hang in there. Yep. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. 
At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this uh, this kind of cute story. I thought I'd pass along to you guys. Um, this was a guy named uh, Carlos Zatina. Know him well. Uh, he met a girl named Nicole at a campus bar, and he only knew a few things about her. Okay. Uh, he knew the fact that she was from Holland and attended the University of Calgary. Uh, Holla! No, Holland. <laughs> oh. uh, she ended Holla! up. She ended up giving him the wrong number. Oh. But he refused to let that stop him from getting to know her. So Carlos decided to go through the University of Calgary's entire email list, and he sent a message to 246 girls named Nicole. So this is, is this rom-com sweet or Silence of the Lambs chilling? Depends. Yeah, I think it's more chilling than anything Nah, you you have to know the guy. I don't. I I think it's... uh, Rom-com sweet? I think it's rom-com sweet. It It sounds really loud. Uh, no, it sounds like something I would have done in my 20s, probably. Okay, so he... If I felt the connection, if it felt real, you know what I mean? Okay, but see, I would assume that, that, that she had employed the age-old tactic of giving the wrong number or a one-digit off or the yeah. wrong address, and I would have figured that would have been the sort of passive sign that yeah, she was not to, interested. to nicely say, right. no, thank you. I used to do that all the time. I used to give my girlfriend's phone number, and she would get calls. She'd and call they'd me. be the one that got molested. No, but she would call me all the time. She'd be like, stop giving guys my number. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, why wow. Did you, why did you, you know who would, just Why like, didn't you make up a number? Why'd you give him... Because it was be a, more fun that okay, way. Right, it was funnier fair. for her to get a right. call from some random uh, dude. Uh, a man in my living room. Well, all she had to do... All you know she who, had to do was was give them your number. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what she should have done. She should have. Yeah. You know who it was? Uh, just like Aronnie saying. Oh, oh all right. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So, all right. so this guy sent uh, sent an email to 246 uh, girls named Nicole. How did he get access to all that information? He sent the emails to students, staff, and faculty members. I'm not sure how he accessed all, all the right. emails, Steve. Uh, although... Maybe he just typed in Nicole. Like, if you do that here at work, you know, it, it'll autofill in... Um, you know, if you type in Preston, it'll get, you know, Preston Elliott or Preston at but WMMR.com. You'd have to yeah. keep changing it, though, right? You yeah. need access to the, uh, uh, to our database, but uh, I guess somehow or another. He oh, did. he did it. But anyhow, uh, it turned out that, uh, he didn't reach the Nicole he was looking for, but it actually united the Nicoles at the university, and most of them have now become friends. <laughs> So they made a Facebook group called Hashtag Nicole's from Last Night. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? That is great. So just from him reaching out to all of these girls, it got them in touch with each other. So no, but no sign of the original Nicole. No, she has the the real Nicole has surfaced. I love you, Preston, because I thought this story was going in one direction. And you, it totally went in a different direction. I did this for you. Yes, thank you. Uh, Someone added her to the Facebook group. And apparently she hadn't memorized her Canadian number. Sure. And since she was an exchange student, she didn't have a university <laughs> email address. So somehow or another they tracked her down. Now, what I don't understand is if uh, they have met. They got together, or right. If they, or if they've uh, contacted each other. I'd be whatever. curious to find out because would, would Kathy, if a guy were to go to this length after an encounter and say it was an accident, 
uh, you know, that you'd given him your Canadian number or whatever, what would be your take on that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would, would you de- be flattered or would, would you be de- a little creeped out? It would depend on the guy. Right. I mean, if, if I had no interest, then I'd be like, okay, that's a little creepy. But if it was somebody who, yeah, it was honestly a mistake and she did want to give her number, all yeah, right. that would, it's cute. It's all critical. And so, this text says, no girl wants to truly admit it, but if he was attractive, it's sweet. And yeah. if he was not attractive, it's creepy. Well, all right, I, just like Kathy. I, I, just no. like a Kathy. Just, I'm saying if you liked him or not. Okay. Yeah. So, but they're saying on a level of attractiveness. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of. I would have done something stupid like that. Have you? What is the greatest length you've gone to to find a a, a woman or or to win a woman over in your pursuit of her? I. Well, you had to win Rochelle over. Yeah, I had to win Rochelle over. That took a couple. She years. she refused you how many times? Uh, I only I only asked her out once, but I saw her several times. I can. I'm from Canada. Over the course. <laughs> Of a couple of years, and then after she had told me that she wasn't interested, I finally, a couple of years later, I got the balls. I'm like, I'm going for it. Like, get me a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some balls. <laughs> Give me a shot. Fill this cup with like, yeah. Fill this glass with balls. But I remember going over and, and yeah. like, you know, doing a drink real and yeah. slamming a drink, and then, damn it, I'm doing it. What do you think worked that time? I gave her my phone number. What's that? So what do you think worked that time you gave her her number? Because there, there are yeah. many guys listening. My swagger. Your my, confidence my swagger. Confidence, yeah. No, the, way she was, the way your mullet caught the breeze. She just happened to be drinking that night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, was lit, right. she was lit up as well. So uh, that was in person? Yeah. That time? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, because the, the phone call and then subsequent rejection is heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but the, a text and not getting a text back is not nearly as bad. No, you're right. And and so that's a, a, something that's happened over the last 10 to 15 years, which makes rejection a lot more palatable. So here's, that is true. Here's a, here's a creepy thing that I did. All right, so uh, I had met these this group of girls. I just graduated from high school, met these group of girls, Catholic school girls, by the way, Casey. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a public school guy. Elementary Catholic school. And, and they were at a Bible study or something like that? And, uh, yeah, yeah, with if you want to call drinking beer and whiskey, <laughs> Bible study. Bible study. Sure. <laughs> the party, Mike Mosier's house. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I, I found out, I met met them, befriended them. I, I had been by their houses, so I knew where they lived. Okay, so, all right. So one day I went and I left roses at each one of their houses. Wow. And I was just basically... Fishing cast, for all of them. Casting a wide net to see <laughs> yeah. who would respond most favorably. Are, are you joking, or was each rose actually attached to a fishing line with you no, sitting? No, it wasn't a fishing line. <laughs> and? Uh, and I ended up uh, dating one of the girls. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? How many wow. responded? Just the one? or Just, just the one who okay. responded favorably. So we had years ago, you remember the yeah, guy? Yeah, thought it was sweet. It is sweet. Yeah. Is there any place now in the world we live in, you know... For that kind of old style, I don't know romance, romanticism, those kind of an- well, not that- antics, but that approach where you're trying to just sort of like sp- uh, you know, Kathy, you in this day and watch, age, that's what I mean. Right, this sp- day and age, you spelling have- a name out in roses would that be? Oh dear God! I, yeah. I think so. yeah. There's a little bit more of that right. now because you have to watch. You but know? it really just depends on. Who you are, who she is, whether or not there's a connection. Because, yeah. you know, one person can leave, you know, your name in roses and that's creepy. And another person in can do heads. it. <laughs> because, listen, I, you know, I just think of like, um, my, you know, my wife, before she dated me, she was, you know, had gone out on a couple of dates with a couple of other guys or whatever. And one guy in particular, after a date, uh, sent her some flowers. And how, and how did to, she react? And to her, that was a clear indication that uh, this was not going to work out. Interesting. Yes. And... Uh, 
You know, like I could have done the same thing after the same amount of dates, but we had a connection right off of the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, she knew ahead of time, as the story goes, if I recall properly, her friends and and she they were listeners to the show on Y one hundred. You know, and, had an idea of who you were, and yeah. they had actually said they thought she would, you and she would be a good fit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Her roommate. She's sort of been like, primed already. You know who would be good for you is yeah. the Casey boy in the Preston Maryland but, and Steve show. But I'm curious about your question. Does the in person stuff? Do you even do that anymore? I, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm suspect. There's, I, I don't think you can. There's a different approach now. Yeah. And uh, intern Jasmine, who is looking at me kind of glassy-eyed right now, yeah, coming yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, one of our calendar girls, by the way, yeah, um, did something a little bit uh, reaching out and kind of interesting. I was handed a note. Uh, and this is kind of instead of doing the in-person sure. uh, deal, you go about this. Jasmine, how you doing, by the way? Good, how are you? Good. So what, what did you do one time? So um, I was scrolling down my Instagram feed and I saw like a club like post and it was like something funny that this guy, like he's a comedian, like posted. Right. And I was like, oh my God, this guy is so cute. Yeah. So um, I saw like you have like regular posts, it'll say like email. So I originally called and said like email and call. So I called and I was like, hey, you guys just posted something with like this really cute boy. Like, do you know his at? Like, on Instagram, because, like, yeah. I wanted to DM him. They're like, uh, no. So I screen recorded it, put it on my story, and I was like, somebody please find me his at. I was like, I will Venmo you money. Like, so someone ended up. She yeah. reward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I ended up um, paying somebody $20 for finding my future husband. Um, and then... I had to wait. He had like 25 k. So I was like, "Oh, he's not going to answer my DMs." So, so twenty twenty five thousand patiently for like a whole month until like I was like worthy enough to like slide into his DMs. And then when I did, I know, he so finally answered. Going on here. <laughs> it like, sounds I like got, you're landing a shuttle. I know, I know. Yeah. So, but you, just just to clarify, twenty five thousand followers he had. So you figured yeah. you'd get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Okay. He, he wouldn't even look. All at right. So so like, so so take us through. Uh, uh, did you finally get to con- uh, converse with them or talk with them? Yeah, I did, but it didn't. Really really last that long, so I was like, all that for nothing, $20 out of my bucket. (laughs) Wait, did you guys date at all? No. uh, Uh, he, He didn't, he wasn't, Interested in in you? Yeah, I mean, he oh was my like, God, we were like talking idiot. about like school, and like I explained my story, like that that pro- that that's yeah. probably where I went wrong. I seemed crazy because I was like, oh my God, you're answering, <laughs> and then I told him that I paid tw- somebody twenty dollars. Oh, yeah, you get it. So I ruined my chances. Did you guys ever meet in person? No, he lives like in Chicago. So, well, we, by the way, it turns out later on, in person, it was Louis Anderson. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> so when you say talking, was it was that just over text? No, it was not. I didn't even get his number. Like literally, we stayed DM. on DMs. Yeah. And did he ever? Did he, he ever said, see your? Did you ever send him your Instagram? No, he he follows me now, and he likes my pictures. He told me he's coming to Jersey. Like, of course soon. he did. So he said when he comes, like we can meet up. But like, I was like, you're not really good at answering DMs. So like, here's my number. You can use this. And then he kind of just left me out red, and I was like, oh, uh, so no texting, even though he no, has your number. Oh no! How long, ago, how long ago was this? Okay, like maybe a week ago. Oh <laughs> my so god! Still just going. I, I, here, I guarantee you that will change once he gets into town. Yeah, I yeah. Think I he think knows he, you work he, here. He thinks yeah, he's. No, pl- he thinks I'm, he's I'm playing. In love. It. Yeah, like I'm already planning our wedding. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, we need to get this guy. Can Can you um do me a favor and like pull up his? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see his picture. In the, uh, studio here because I got to see. Let's see who's worth having you stalk them. <laughs> yeah, Jasmine's going to the other room to yeah. uh, to do that. But uh, <laughs> she's so cute. Huh? Yeah. It's a different world. 
It is. That's but that you don't hear that kind of commitment now. Again, though, as a guy, and I would if I were you know, I'd be flattered that someone was going to those lengths. I would, yeah. yeah but oh it's, God, it's yeah. quite possible that the guy has a girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. or yeah, had maybe. a girlfriend. I do want to hear a funny dating story story uh, yeah. or dating app story. I should somebody told me this morning that I saw at a convenience store that they saw me. What are some of the dating sites? Is Bumble a dating site? Yeah. Is that, uh, yeah. So they saw a picture of me with somebody else. Presbyterian. On their, like their profile picture. Oh, no kidding. Is a picture of me with them. Uh, and then I guess <laughs> I met at an event. And I'm like, that's not really going to help you get a date, I don't think. <laughs> it might. You know, but but right. I was told about that. So here's the guy. It's uh, Trey Saison. Okay. Wait, is, we're, we're, we're putting this out there? <laughs> it's, it's, his, it's his Instagram name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not a private account. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, he's an all right looking guy, I guess. I don't know. I can't, Let's I can't uh, really... slide into his DMs and send him some Venmo and uh, <laughs> see if he responds. Yeah, see if he DMs back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's cute. It, all right. Is he, is he that worthy? Yeah, I don't know. For, I, for her. All right. Jasmine? Are, are you in love? No, I am. He's just like, I don't know, Hispanic. <laughs> the way he speaks Spanish, just like. <clears throat> really? <laughs> Yeah, like if you watch one of his videos, oh like he's God. one, he's funny, he's muscular. I like that urban, like those braids. Like, so what is he? What is some of his? What is his? his, his would you liken his his stand up comedy to like, uh, you know? Oh, he's a comedian. Is that, I missed that. Yeah, part. like he posts like funny like Robert videos. Klein, I assume, or no? Who's who's he like? Who, 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 what comedian would you like him like, to? He's on a. St- I don't think he does. No, stand-up. not stand up. Oh, he's, he's just, just funny like, he's naturally. Funny, yeah. Okay, like he talks about like life things and like is just funny. Talks like, about life things. Yeah. Oh man, okay. he's very like, he, deep. Like, the video that I saw, he was talking about like bottle serving girls. Yeah. And he was like, <laughs> if a guy walked past me in the club and like bumped into me, like I would turn around and want to fight. But these bottle girls would like shove you and like already be past you with like the bottle like right. dance. And he's like, and you can't do anything because like they're doing <laughs> their job. What he's saying is you can't you can't beat up a bottle girl. <laughs> yeah. a bottle girl. And that's so much that much like, to oh, his chagrin. But you could beat up a guy who happened to bump into you accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I what think you guys are going to make yeah. a great. <laughs> you know, save some of that Venmo money for bail. Right. <laughs> how old are you? Jasmine, how old are you? Twenty-one. You're twenty-one. Okay. Well, you, this is the time to do this. It's a whole sure. new world. Yeah. I'd be dating this guy probably if it was. Yeah, maybe years ago. Hopefully, this is me like my second shot at it. You know? <laughs> I'm going to put this on my Instagram so you can see it again. Sure. <laughs> Let us I, know if he texts you. All right, I will. I think you have multiple shots, and when, if he does come into town, you know, we'll, we'll maybe we'll see how this is going on air. All right, you yeah. know, right. We'll it come in with me. We'll sit down and. Like, talk about we'll have future. Steven Singer here ready with an engagement ring. <laughs> I, have, I have another note from Marissa. It says, uh, video intern Adrian drove to Canada to meet someone that she met on Instagram. Oh and apparently worked out for And she's what? another stunner. Yeah. What's, this, what's what, going what on here? Stalker intern. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all coming from the female side, though. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. I saw her on Instagram, somebody's story, and I was like, okay. Most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my okay, life. Okay, so you, you're going for the girl. Okay, yeah, go luckily, ahead. Luckily, she was tagged. So I went to her um, her Instagram, and I, I right away, no fear, just messaged her. And I was like, hi, you're really cute. Like, you know, whatever. Right out of the blue. Right out of the blue. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It says Vancouver. In your in your bio. Oh, that's like not even. That's not close. <laughs> no, Canada. no, no. That's really West Coast Canada. No, that's really was, far away Canada. I was in L.A. at the time. Oh, all right, all right. so it was close all right, Canada. All right, I was like, right. still not that close. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, yeah. she was beautiful. Close yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, we've all done it so, for a um, girl. 
Anyway, a friend and I over Thanksgiving break were driving up to Seattle, and I was like, "Yeah, what's a hundred more miles?" Yeah, yeah. You know, so we drove and met her and spent a couple of days with her, and it was amazing. And we, I mean, it didn't work out romantically because she was in a relationship, but um, mm. yeah, really good friends. So you, just, but you now is that was that li- is that like you to do something like that, or oh was that God. completely anomalous? It is all my friends. Every week, I'm chasing someone in the subway. <laughs> really? <laughs> so if you're an attractive woman, just get around you. And uh, you never know what could happen. It's, it's got to be her type, though. Yeah. yeah what's your type? Yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, unavailable. Is yeah. my <laughs> <laughs> unavailable is your type. Yeah. Well, have you met one, Kathy Romano? Oh, Do you want to give out your Instagram handle? You don't, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, people can't spell my name. It's, okay. It's okay. Fine, but it's Adrian D'Agostino. I don't know. All right. Yeah, people... she, she's working in our video department now with yeah. Nick Murphy and yeah. been doing a wonderful job from what we can ascertain. And, and uh, well, that's wild. We'll tag these two girls on our uh, Instagram or, or Twitter. <laughs> watch the follows so. you get sliding, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's usually me sliding into other people's DMs. So it'd be Ooh. nice if someone hit me up for once, you know? Okay. So it's sliding into the DMs. Yeah. That's... Uh, let me ask you what uh, what uh, what actress or what uh, what celebrity or notable personality uh, are you, do you find attractive so we can gear so we can sort of direct people Ooh. you know mm, that's what <laughs> no, no no one particular type I mean I exotic looking yeah kind of it might seem like pathetic to say but sort of dark featured like, like you, you, want, sure. you basically want that's to be right. with yourself yeah I basically <laughs> like Michelle Rodriguez yeah someone who looks exactly like me okay. maybe even a close name maybe Adriana what, okay. <laughs> what did the uh, Canadian girl look like Oh, uh, can you pull hers? You don't have to say her name, but pull her oh, account yeah, up so yeah, we can I see can. what she yeah, looks go like. Do that real quick. And right, yeah, go, go to the other room and yeah. they'll set you up. In the other room. How about this? Can you, you have this hot bed of the whole? You have the whole world Preston. now to choose from. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. You were St. Louis, ah, and that was it. Yeah, so that was it. Yeah, yeah. and then and then even like um, that. My my neighborhood school was a commuter school, even at college. It was like I mean, it was, it was nothing. So, so so Rochelle, I met you know at, at at a bar. I was a DJ. She was a tub girl. It was mm-hmm. a nightclub heaven, nineteen nineties yeah. galore. And saw her. She she didn't want to go out with me. Fine, whatever. I figured that's over with. And then over mysteriously over the next couple of years. Oh, hey, there's that girl again. Oh my God, you see, we're at the same place. <laughs> Life I should, I should, go, I should go talk to her. And that's the way it worked. You know what yeah. I mean? And then eventually I saw her again and I'm like, damn it. I'm, gonna, the, I'm, all right, yeah. I'm making the move. We have the girl up here on, on the screen. This is the girl you drove to Vancouver for? Yeah, Beautiful. Well, I'll tell you the first time the video that I first saw her in, she was giving somebody the finger and I'm like, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> you like, you like the attitude. I would Dirty walk to girl. Vancouver for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's cute, man. Yeah, well, it kind of didn't end up working out because she called me one day and told me she'd rather settle for a guy in the UK than than you than me in the states. And well, I was like, listen, That's we're a going. Farther. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. to the UK That's in a, in a month. Yeah, you're going to, yeah, yeah. to take care <laughs> of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find out yeah. who the yeah who the guy is. Uh, so uh, this probably wouldn't work out for me either. You know, like I, I there was a I used to go to this bar every single Wednesday night. Not just because it was five dollars to get in and twenty five cent drinks for a few hours, right. but uh, but there was a girl there, right? And I tried so hard. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance in hell. You're, you're a little fire plug, aren't you? I like you. Fire plug. You're a little fire plug. <laughs> you're a little love monkey, I think. I'm going to strap you on and play the hurdy gurdy. She was not interested, man. Really? Uh, I offered to buy her 25 cent drinks many times, and she never yes. did. Here's a dollar. Here's a dollar. That's 
more drinks. <laughs> this, this hulking woman standing uh-huh. over Casey looking down to him. It's so much easier to be rejected. Uh, Come outside and watch me split wood with my hands. When, you, when you're doing it in a virtual world, when you're doing it over Instagram, if you slide into somebody's DMs and they, they don't respond, who cares? Go wonder, on to the next one. I wonder if it might be desensitizing people to, Absolutely. to, uh, to uh, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, might be desensitizing people to rejection. Sure, uh, it clearly bit, is a little bit more. You know? to, to Nick's uh, original point, it, you, there's there's a step, Preston. You've throughout our lives of dating, quite often we had to look at the person who oh. was who was turning us down, crushing, and it is a crushing defeat. You're, you're yes. being rejected now by your phone, and yeah. that's that's a lot less hurtful and personal than mm-hmm. than literally the words coming out of somebody's mouth. Mm-hmm. It's also allowing them to, you know, just go for it, to shoot higher. You know, you never know. Before, you never had any connection with, say, a celebrity yeah. or, you know. Just go out to my gremlin and I'll give you a hand. Sounds kind of appealing. So actually. you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I was not expecting this conversation to go in this no. direction, but very interesting uh, from our interns, and they they went for it, you know. And and I always thought it was just desperate guys that did stuff like that, you know. No, not, not, you know, not attractive, affluent young women. Seriously, you know. And it's but it's interesting that the dynamic has become a little bit. You can private detective someone a bit before you go in for the encounter. Yeah, sure. And that this. We had to operate. We, you know, on a friend. A friend. I heard she's like this, or I heard he's like that, or blah blah blah. And you a little bit of just sort of circumstantial evidence, whereas opposed to you can now jump into someone's timeline on Facebook or yeah. on uh, on Instagram and sort of see what they're about. Somebody texted and said, uh, does DM equal Dungeon Master? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I Not anymore. And I have seven runes. <laughs> You want to go home and play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> you little fire plug. Look at you. I tweak your nose like a little tomato. <laughs> Love it. I have five dollars. That's twenty drinks. <laughs> Did a lot of damage in the next two hours. Wait, let me ask a DM question real quick. Um, yeah. If you DM somebody on Instagram and they don't follow you. Will they see it, or they does won't? It, will they? They have, they they have to accept it first. They yeah. right? so, so, okay, so it does go in that. It. All right. Mm-hmm. Damn it. So because so, I had I DM somebody. I was actually trying to um, connect with somebody. Trying to get a date? Not, no, not a date. Hi. No, it's somebody <laughs> from. Um, I wrote back to you. <laughs> I have over thirty-five cleaning fluids in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come over and clean? Uh. All right. There's a small wine stain on the carpet. Why don't you come over and see if you can rub it out? Uh, <laughs> no, I got that up right yeah. away. I didn't let that sit. So, who are you trying to get in touch with? It's just somebody from my past who um, um, I was excited. I'm, I'm looking to um, find her mother to reconnect with with her mom. And, and they have a response to you. Older cougar. I found I the daughter on. <laughs> oh, wait, look, I'll show you the picture of the daughter. Oh really? Oh my god! Oh, well, wow. I used to be. I used to be her babysitter. I watched them when they were two years old. Keep going. And yeah. no, and no. and I found her babysitter. because she has an odd oh, name. So hot here. I'm take off my Stop! Ah, come on! <laughs> so annoying. Okay, you're only- 
Your little kid, you won't know. I hate all of you. I hate all of you. Oh, you've grown up. Now, I, no, I have a question. So, you sent them. How long ago did you send the message? Um, a couple, couple days ago, maybe five right. days. That's ago. That's why. And you just saw this adult person that you are were... they posting anything that you've seen since then? Because they may not just be going on there. Yeah, I know, I know, but there was okay. no like. I don't know if I can. It doesn't say red or anything mm. like that, so I don't right. think she saw it. But I'm hoping that I know she does. A certain because... young lady in our video department that might be interested. Oh, God, stop <laughs> it! I just want to find her mom. That's Anyhow, all. Marissa will help you out with that. Yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, so, well, we'll find out if this guy ends up hooking up with the girl that he uh, he reached out to. He was very creative about it, and apparently, there's uh, many ways that you can do that now. So, uh, I just think perhaps yeah. the ways of your might uh, might be um, a little too too dated or too too, dated. too much work. Well. Or might more be alarming or scary. scary okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's possible. Or something that would be considered chivalrous uh, and and romantic might now be considered a bit too much. I hope I hope that's not the case. Yeah, but I suspect it is. They never know. The President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Ninety-three three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kath, you able to keep solid food down now? Oh, not so much. Really? The worst weekend I think Mm. I've had since I told Nick Murphy since I was 25. Really? I got food poisoning over the weekend. Full on food. You're sure? Full on food poisoning. Like, I had it. I had food poisoning um, when I was in my 20s, and I think I may have had it like a a, a minor version of it somewhere in between. But this was. The worst sickness in 24 hours that I think I have ever had in my life. You said it was the sickest you'd ever been. Oh, my God. I mean, and it it came on. uh, So I ate at about 6 o'clock. At 10.15, I was sitting downstairs on my couch. I had a glass of wine in my hand. And I was like, you know what? I wonder what's on the TV. Well, yeah, I was. I was watching TV. And I'm like... I can't, my stomach is hurting. I, I can't drink this wine. Dump the wine out. Tried to continue to watch the TV. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go to bed. I don't know why I'm not feeling great. And went upstairs to bed by 1030. I was, uh, I went upstairs at like 1015. By 1030, I was in the bathroom on the floor, head over the toilet. What time had you eaten the thing that it's made you sick? About six o'clock. Do you, have See, you been I've always heard that it's within like an hour is is when food poisoning kicks in. But I, had, I, I don't I've know if it, that's true or not. I've had it twice, um, and and both would I would rate them as the sickest yeah, I've ever and, been in my life. So, in in those both those cases, Preston, the sickness did not come within an hour. Okay, it would have been a couple hours, but there was no question as to what the step off point was, what caused it. Do that's, you know? That's exactly how I feel. And, and when I had it uh, in my 20s, same thing happened. I remember I was working at NBC 10 at the time uh, and I ate a turkey sandwich and uh, it was same thing. It was a few hours later by the time I got home, uh, I was I was in the bathroom. But yeah, no, I know exactly what it was. There was It was the only thing that I had eaten that day that wasn't from my house. Okay. Um, so I don't know what else it would have been but that. And what it kind, was, was, it, was it meat? Uh, yeah, it was chicken. Chicken. Chicken yeah. is the culprit. So chicken, uh, for me, Kathy, the first time I had the uh, the profound food poisoning, Mystic, Connecticut. And you ever have one of those incidents where you're eating something and as you bite, you, you pull it away and you just sort of look at it and you go... Hmm. And that's what. And I noticed that the chicken appeared pinkish. Well, so and it was and it and I'm like so underdone. It's already in. I've already swallowed some of it, and uh, and then I mean that was it. So that's what you had. Well, no. So that was the thing. My mom said to me, "Did you did it taste weird?" And I said, "No." And I ate. So it, it came in. It was a wrap, and it came in two halves. And um, I ate one half, and I was like, you know what? I 
kind of still hungry, but I'll just save the second, right. you know, for, for tomorrow. I'll, I'll have leftovers. And thank God I didn't eat all of it because I swear it would have been worse if I had all of it in my system. Um, but no, it didn't. It tasted normal. It did not taste weird. And my question was, is it, do you get sick from undercooked meat or is it? Bad contaminated. Yeah, well, it's, like contam- contam- it's the contamination and and cooking it out. That's why when it looks raw, it hasn't been cooked, cooked out, out properly. So, um, and I I kid you not, I got so sick um, that my my intestines knotted up. And when they put me, uh, you know me, I don't do anything. I'm not you know potter none of that. They gave me morphine. They gave me morphine I, to kill the pain. I'm telling you, I needed. I felt like I needed morphine. Like I. Contemplated going to the hospital. It was that bad. Well, I was. Why, why didn't I, you go? Because well, because I knew what yeah. it was. Okay. I knew it was food poisoning. Right. I'm like, what are they? I don't know what they're actually going to do for me. Maybe hydrate me after the fact. But there's a couple calls coming up. Says they, they've got something for that. that really? Fix you up? Yeah. Well, so let me just tell you though. Okay. I was, I was in so much pain. My stomach because there was nothing at, at one at some point there was nothing left in my stomach. But my body was still trying to get rid of whatever was in my system. Mm-hmm. So. I was literally throwing up nothing, so it was so painful oh, yeah. to be to have that dry like, heaps dry are, the, heat. are the worst. You, you, there's nothing left. There's, there's nothing. nothing on here, yeah. and, and as you're trying to expel, you feel almost your your internal organs starting to detach. That's kind of and it, and it was everything was knotted up, and um, I was taking little sips of water. That, so does, that, that, that makes it worse. No, but so that I would have yeah. something to throw up because okay. it, it was hurting so bad when nothing was right. there to come up. But it was like Steve, how you explained, it was that screaming. Yes. Like initially projectile vomit, where it was like flying out of my mouth like a movie, and then it turned. I don't into, mean to laugh, but I've been there. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it was. I cannot explain to you how awful it was. All, all you know is that you're so sick that you would pay to watch a movie of just to just to marvel at how far you can projectile vomit. And 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 I remember, to me, uh, on the second time, which was a pork lo mein, I was. Uh, it was the coolness of the tiles in the bathroom that allowed me to sleep. Well, see, I had like the, I was getting the, the shivers. I, I got a yeah. little bit of a fever and um, I was getting the chills and then I was sweating. So it was like full on. Somebody's texting in. There's been a run on uh, salmonella lately. So my mom said that she, yeah. she had found the article um, and had heard that as well. Uh, oh but, boy. Uh, and you know what? And, and so following it after, so I, I was in bed for a full 24 hours uh, and then all of uh, yesterday as well, because the headache that followed it was the worst headache I've ever had. Wow, I mean, well. I've had a migraine before. This this headache was so intense, and it went down like the back of my head and back of my neck. And I think from all of the, you know, just being so tense when I was throwing up. Okay. I have a caller on the line. I've never heard of this uh, uh, particular um, title before, a food safety instructor. Works for uh, me. And that is Jim. So he says he can help us out with this stuff. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you? Doing all right, Jim. So what can you tell us about uh, what Kathy went through here? Well, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts when it deals with food safety. And here's the thing. You can get sick from 30 minutes after the initial infection up to six weeks after. Six weeks? Yes. Okay. Um, Hepatitis A, believe it or not, is a food-borne illness. Uh So here's the thing. You have to go through, like, a laboratory analysis. It's got to be confirmed. Um, that whatever you have is matching either the food item or the person that could have made you sick. So while a lot of people think, you know, oh, I ate something two hours ago or three hours ago, that that, in fact, would have been the the culprit, that's not necessarily true. As far as, like, salmonella goes, that's one common element that you'll hear often associated with um, undercooked um, 
chicken and raw yeah. eggs. Absolutely. But there's listeria, which can be on the surface of often prepared foods. There's staphylococcus bacteria, which is actually on the surface uh-huh. of your skin. If you see somebody scratch their hair or scratch their arm and then touch your food. So not to necessarily doubt Kathy um, and saying that, you know, I ate something at you know 6 o'clock and by 10 o'clock I was sick. It's possible but not always certain. Okay. Well, yeah, Jim, Kat, careful. Kathy said that the, that the guy who was preparing her, her food used the wrap to scratch his head. <laughs> so that could have been an issue. Hey, that, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Jim, yeah. when, you, when you come down with an illness like that, can, you, uh, can, can they get to take care of you, the doctor? I mean, do a quick fix on you? Um, I don't know how quick it is. I mean, you know, if, if you're dehydrated enough, which is typically what would cause that, that headache that, that, that you had, Kathy, yeah. um, you can often treat the, the symptoms unless, of course, you know exactly what was the culprit. You know, for instance, if it's salmonella, which is bacterial, then you can do some form of antibacterial. Um, something like norovirus, which is the one that we heard about with our friends at Chipotle, um, that's a virus. So you'll need an antiviral and you right. treat it that way. I so, would take it all. I would just put it in a, in a big pot, stir it up, and drink it. <laughs> you could do that. Yes, because, I mean, when you are in the throes of food poisoning... So You're terrible. afraid you won't die. Oh my God! It was seriously. I'm not kidding you. It yeah. was like I would End rather be now. dead right now. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, thank you, Jim, for for the info. But there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables uh, to uh, to this stuff. So we appreciate the call, Jim. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take care. So Saturday morning, I thought it had passed, and I, I was finished, and I actually went downstairs and got a Pedialyte pop, um, one of Chase's that I've had yeah. in the freezer for for a while. You know, for whenever he gets sick, and um, I I had that. That was all I had had uh, from the, since the night before. There was nothing left in my stomach, and sure enough, like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, bam, man, came right back up. I'm not. Def- Finished with this yet? Yeah. Wow. Were you a now, full service? Was uh, was everything on? Uh, was all were all ports active? Yeah. Not okay. to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be honestly, did you? So let's anything? just say there was a point in the night where I had to use the trash can to throw up in the wow. bathroom. Wow. Oh my god. Because you, 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 you were pooping at the same time. <laughs> well, I wasn't. The Velocicraptor. <laughs> the Velocicraptor. <laughs> so what Cassie just said is that she crapped all over her bed and had she. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 Velocicraptor is. A necessity. Uh, but, yep. uh, so you are feeling a little bit better today, right? Yeah. So I, yesterday I started to feel a little bit better. Still, like, gross in my stomach. I couldn't really eat too much. Um, and I sort of feel the same way today. Uh, and I still have a little bit of the headache. So by 6 p.m. this evening, how clean will your house actually be? Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. What's great is that the cleaning ladies are coming today. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, let, let them deal with the crappy sheets. No, I didn't leave. Uh, <laughs> I didn't leave throw up everywhere. Oh, uh, I thought thing. you would disinfect everything top to bottom. Well, yeah, but I, it just so happens that they were scheduled because, okay. you know, the holidays hey, are coming up, so they're coming over. Hope today. you left an extra 20 for them. I know. Uh, uh, it, in this case, though, Kathy, I'll tell you this, and it's the one thing that is the truth. After both severe food poisoning episodes... A day or two after, I felt like I had had the best cleanse of my life. What? Like, like you, your whole system just like resets because you know any. Oh, you purged. You purged, uh, and not only that, your abs are rock hard. Yes, and puking for hours. Best workout ever, and. You, how, do you, did you? How many pounds did you lose? I lost you? eight pounds in twenty four hours. <laughs> are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm oh not my God. Yeah. And, and do your stomach muscles feel tight? From my all, stomach, from the hurling? my stomach muscles, and like I said, from the back of my head, like down my neck. Total just... body workout. Thank you, Salmonella. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Salmonella. <laughs> when I needed to get into shape for training, I ate raw chicken. Screw <laughs> yeah. yoga. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Deirdre. Hers was so bad it got really out of control. Hey, Deirdre. Good morning. Good morning. It's a privilege to talk to you. Oh, we're happy to have you on. What's your story, Deirdre? 
I got food poisoning two years ago that put me into labor. What? So this put, oh, my how, gosh. How far along were you? I was 38 weeks. So I was, I oh, was kind of happy about it. <laughs> Deidre, you, were, you had food poisoning while you were going through labor? No, I threw up so much that it started my labor. Okay. Wow. Could you imagine that? I could see that. It was, like, violent. I would. You'd had to have. You'd have to receive a purple heart after that. Yeah. What'd you name your baby? Anything that has to do with food poisoning? Puke. Oh uh, yeah. no, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing like pot roast that got me sick. And this is little puke. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, dear, that sucks, man, having to do both of those. And you know what? It just, like, it ruined the entire weekend. I had, like, a yeah. packed weekend. I had to do a movie screening. I had my friend Elisa had this big fashion show. Uh, I had a, a bridal shower yesterday. I had to miss everything. You had to bail on all of that. You should have done, done the bridal shower, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? I felt so... <laughs> I missed uh, everything. Let me go next. Let me go next to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm happy to bother you at work. Oh, cool. <laughs> happy to have you. What's up, buddy? So my wife had like wretched food poisoning. I was actually falling asleep holding her hair in the bathroom. Wow. And uh, it was so bad that I was like, "That's it. We're going. We're going to the urgent care. I, we can't do this anymore." So we get there. The doctor's like, all right, basically drop trial. I'm going to give you the shot in your butt. So, of course, I'm hysterical laughing, and she's not finding it. Totally. Yeah, that probably helped. Yeah, no, it helped a lot, for sure. Um, <laughs> and But I swear to God, in 10 minutes, she was better. No kidding. Do you know, wow. what, what, do you know A, what kind of uh, food poisoning she had, and B, what exactly did they give her? She had, she had some sort of, like, funky fish. It was like a tuna that got jacked up, and the doctor was saying that... If the fish isn't stored at the right temperature within the right amount of time, yeah. there's a natural bacteria that starts occurring, and that bacteria is what can cause the food poisoning. Oh, that's awesome. We these, like, tuna tacos, um, and, it, and it destroyed her. It was absolutely horrendous. That's actually what I found, because I, I looked it up. I was, you know, searching some stuff, and, and I found that a lot is caused by that, by not storing the meat uh, or the fish or whatever it is at the proper temperature. Mm-hmm. You had a lot yeah. of time to do research over the weekend. Well, you know what? It was actually hard for me to even uh, be on my phone or watch TV when I had that headache afterwards. You want to die. I, but I just couldn't, like, like I was sitting. The screen. Yes, the light. Like, yeah. even the TV across the room, I had to turn all the lights off. I couldn't watch TV. Hey, Kevin, so was it just uh, an anti-nausea uh, medication that they gave her, do you know? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I don't know what it did. I, it was a miracle. I mean, he, he gave it to her, and she, within a couple minutes, was like the stomach settled. Everything was fine. Hmm. And she just chugged a bunch of Gatorade after that and was like good to go with no residual effects. I mean, it was like a – it was – some sort of David Blaine potion. I don't know. Thanks, Kevin, because one time I had a migraine so bad I had to go to the emergency room. They gave me the stuff Dilaudid, which essentially is like heroin, it's like yeah, morphine yeah. or whatever, but they had to give me an anti-nausea medication to go along with it. And uh, the headache didn't go away, so they were going to give me another round of Dilaudid, and they said, but we can't give you the anti-nausea again. For whatever reason, you can't take right. it again. Oh. And I'm like, my head's killing me. I don't care. They gave it to me. Oh, my God, did I vomit all over the place oh. without that anti Nausea medication, so I guess they have some stuff that'll so keep you from puking. You were know, you with a vicious migraine puking your brains out? Oh, it was it was it was just heaven. <laughs> oh, but no, it was it was absolute agony. It was horrible, I'm, horrible. Yeah, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was looking up as I was sitting on the bathroom floor throwing up. Um, I was looking up some like remedies. So I'm like, I, no, I'm like, I have this has <laughs> to like the pain in my stomach. What can I do? And yes, yeah. So you know, of course, it was like things that you can eat and it was like coconut milk ginger i'm like 
if I drank coconut milk right now, yes. that would be like the end of me. String bean casserole. Yes. It'll <laughs> <laughs> mm, really no. calm the stomach. Now, before I go to this next call, I think, first of all, you're going to get yelled at for not calling him. Oh, okay. Um, so just to let you know. <laughs> all right. But we need to get some uh, facts about this. Uh, Kathy apparently had food poisoning over the weekend, and she thinks that's what it was. So, uh, Dr. Mike Serigliano. From Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Good morning, Dr. Mike. I, 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 I you, you get me all excited. Food <laughs> <laughs> poisoning. Call me. Yeah. Because it was at midnight, two, three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I didn't want. I wasn't going to call Did you. Ever not? You called me at that time. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe eleven o'clock at night, but it was like no, it was just too late, and I knew what it was. There was nothing. I, at least I didn't think there was anything I could do. So, look, when it comes to food poisoning, and by the way, that's what I think you had, is it, 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 it comes on fairly rapidly. Yes. And, and the thing is, you do feel like you want to die because you're dehydrated, as the other caller said. Uh, what you need to do, though, is uh, so, so the, the gentleman that had his wife come in and get a shot in the butt, uh-huh. that probably was uh, some kind of uh, Zofran or some anti-emetic, as we call it, mm-hmm. because the key here is to prevent you from getting dehydrated many times. And by the way, I had salmonella, uh, and and I I was down for the count. I mean, I, I never miss a day of work, and I couldn't come in for three days. Uh, and and so you you have to stay hydrated, and if you can't, then you get IV fluids. And so you probably now now I did on Fox a, a couple of weeks ago. There, there's been a lot of outbreaks of uh, of, of salmonella with with undercooked chicken. Now you think you had chicken? Uh, yeah, I know, and I know that's what it was. Yeah, and and they can't figure out exactly where it is because it's been so widespread. Uh, and and I kind of like sunny side up eggs. I, yes. I like them kind of kind of wet. Yep. But after doing that story, uh, you do run the risk of of getting salmonella, and then then you can have a problem. So in the, in the food, so food poisoning, and, and in this case, are you saying that if one were able to maintain? Their hydration, that's the key element to feeling better quicker. I don't know how I could have maintained hydration. Nothing was staying in my stomach. Well, the shot or and or like an IV. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, is that right? right. right. So if you, if you can't keep anything down, one, you're gonna, it's going to make you feel terrible, and you can get dehydrated and you get good and sick. So you do need to get IV fluids or get something to help you with the vomiting. But the, the bottom line is if you get hydrated, uh, usually these things will, will go away on their own. Uh, uh, sometimes you do need treatment, but there's all kinds of critters. And, and as was mentioned, yeah. you, it can be viral, it can be bacterial. Uh, but it, but in your particular case, it sounds to me like it was the chicken, and you can get good and sick fairly quickly. We have this standing rule: anytime your hand touches raw meat of any type, you're pre- you're getting ready to steak ready. If you're seasoning it, your hands might get on it before you touch anything else. And Kathy, you know I don't. I'm not a crazy hand washer. Not like but, you. But when it comes to raw meat, I never, ever, ever, ever take a chance yeah. with that. Always wash my hands every single time. Love you guys. Love, Love you. Too. It's I tell you though, Preston, you know, we were talking. When you slide into that realm, Kathy, that you were in, 
you look for any any anything. break of comfort, <laughs> anything. anything. This part of the pillow right here, right oh, by the yeah. label. If I put my yeah, head yeah. right here <laughs> for a second, I feel better. Hey, I remember just staying in the bathroom, just laying on the floor, and and this was my spot. Bring me a pillow in here because I'm not going anywhere. I slept. We I had a, I had a shower stall. Yeah. So it, it didn't. It had just basically a curtain that went across it in one of my bachelor pads, <laughs> and I slept in. I Aww. just slept in the, in, shower. In the base because it was. Why not? I, I, all I had to do was crawl. If there were any accidents, I could just wash it down the drain. Yeah, but it was it. But it was a. I. It was. It's almost like when you see people coming out of like heroin. You know, like it, it's 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 so nightmarish that it, like if the sun rises in the morning when when you felt better, it was like. The clouds clear. Oh, Mike, it was... You, you've been delivered from death. It was unbelievable. And I, I got almost no relief from that entire time yes. like, as I was throwing up. Because when I wasn't, I would go back to bed. But the pain in my stomach was so terrible. You can't rest. I yeah. doze off for, I, I think it was maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And then it was like a beeline back to the bathroom. Like yeah. I would just jump up and run back to the bathroom. Yep. Hey, I want to go to this call because I've never heard of this. Mike is an EMT and he's got kind of a hack uh, for... Uh, if you are, or if you have that extreme case of nausea, hey uh, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Um, I'm not an EMT. I am a firefighter, though. Oh. No, when my ex girlfriend got in surgery, <clears throat> the nurse and she was waking up and really um, nauseous from the anesthesia. You know the alcohol prep pads that they wipe you off with before you get like uh, a shot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They were putting that under her nose like a smelling salt almost. I guess the smell of the rubbing alcohol, and I've done it to my kids. I told people about it. I've talked to EMTs who said they do it. It's one of them. Some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. Okay. But um, the people it works on, it really works. Why it works, I don't know. Okay. It's you... just one of them weird things. Interesting. You bring up a good... Something to try or don't eat you know, the roadkill from a week ago. Yeah, yeah. My my mother, Thanks, when Mike. I was sick in elementary school, if we if we had if our if our stomachs were a little unsettled, she'd make us huff paint. Oh, would she? Yeah, and, and it would calm us right down. You felt a lot better. After. Just here's a sock. Here, breathe in the sock, son. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Though, anytime that I I've passed out a couple of times, and when I wake up, I feel nauseous, like I'm going to throw up. And they mm-hmm. did use the, the like the smelling salts or whatever that you know that they crack and put under your nose, whatever that's called, and that immediately took away the nausea. So I mm. wonder. It, I don't know I if can, it would help in this situation. Yeah, but I mean, can you keep doing that for seven hours? I would have had them like you know, shoved in my yeah, nose. Yeah, just from the from the uh, a hose up your nose. It, it, there's nothing like it though, and and to the that original food poisoning uh, encounter that I had, my wife and I had just started dating, <laughs> so she's I'm over at her apartment, and the parents don't know that we're um you know defying the rules of the Lord right. and, and and having sex and all that stuff. So she's she's like, dear God, this guy's going to die in my apartment. <laughs> wow, because she literally at one point thought I was dead, and then had to really work to prove that I was not. And you know me, like what was worse is like I, I don't. Of course, nobody likes throwing up, but like the smell and like I, I wouldn't open my eyes once there was throw up in the toilet because if I saw it, it would make me throw up again. You use that though. You, you. There's different tricks you use, like like like. Please, please. I'll, it's like it's like in the end when Burt Reynolds is throwing towards the shore. Just let me let me get ten minutes of sleep and I'll you know I'll oh, donate. I, I to was a charity. crying over the toilet. Like yeah. I was in the bathroom by myself, throwing up and crying. Wow. So are you? Uh, 
are you hesitant to eat anything? Or are you good right now? Not hesitant. I had okay. um, some crackers yesterday and uh, some sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they had the bluefin special. <laughs> no, but Jace had a chicken taco, and I was like, oh god, don't mm-hmm. come near you gotta, me with you that. You got to come back cautiously. Yeah, do you like know what very, you do? very bland, yeah. and um, like this. The I have coffee this morning, and yeah. it's not really sitting so well. Would you associate with, for example, the and I I don't order chicken lo mein. They give me pork lo mein, but I I have I have not eaten lo mein in years. I know you know. Listen, I know it, it's it was a one off, but you it's just so locked in your mind that you don't want to go anywhere near it. Well, I think I'm going to have a hard time. Like I, I remember last time this happened, I uh, didn't eat out for a while. Yeah. You know, of course, you're gonna you're gonna go back into it. It's just life. But well, you're uh, such a chef at home anyway. Well, no, I mean, I I kind of like had to. I was like, what grocery store? Like buying everything that I can for the house because I'm yeah. not going out for a little while. Right. Um, I want to wrap this up, but Kelly's been on hold for almost 20 minutes, so I want to go to her yeah. real quick. Uh, so let's get uh, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hi, guys. How are you? Wonderful. Kelly, so what happened? This is your mom's fault, right? No, my, not my mom's fault. She had the party, but it wasn't her fault. Okay. <laughs> so it was my sister's bridal shower. I'm going to say it was probably about 1990. And it was just like a potluck you know, shower at the house. And my sister's future father-in-law made big ziti. So we all ate the ziti. Life went on. You know, Sunday night, my girlfriend and I went out drinking, came home, had another big plate of ziti. The next day we woke up and we're like, oh, like, oh, God, not feeling good, not feeling good. Right. And slowly the phone call started coming in, like, oh, Mary's sick or Kelly's sick. And we found out quick enough that we all got, like, slammed with salmonella. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, like, 40 people sick, 25 of us in the hospital. 25 to the hospital? You you took up a wing. Kelly, yeah, can you exactly. can you eat baked ziti to this day? Are you good with it now? Well, it's funny because we didn't, you don't know what it is at the time that yeah. gets you sick. So it's sort of, you don't associate what you're doing the next day with, I mean, if you got it that night and it was something, the only thing you ate, but they said it was just one egg that was mixed in with the ricotta because we had the Department of Health out and everything because um. there were so many people sick. And I'm telling you guys, for weeks and months, we couldn't, her wedding party looked like just white zombies. It was horrible. Kelly, was- sec- second grade, Grace L. Hubs uh, Elementary School, the cafeteria. They, they serve ziti. I vomited yeah. my brains out. I didn't eat it for another 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. It's a cautionary tale, man. But, uh, you know, it's all in the in the preparation process. Not all, but some of it can be. But like our, our one caller said, it could be E. coli, salmonella. These are like a whole yeah, laundry right. list of, of things that could be the problem. So who knows? Uh, but you know what? Wash it down with a little beer and you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have uh, some people here in our studio that are going to perform for us, and I'm really excited about them. I mean, we're all huge Beatles fans. Huge. Uh, and I've seen a number of tributes to the Beatles over the years. I've seen the Fab Faux yeah. on a number of occasions. Uh, last year, we had them at the uh, um, uh, the uh, Pops, Philly Pops, uh, did a tribute, and it was wonderful as well. And my friend Will has seen this group and said, we got to go see them, so I'm going to try and go see them on Sunday. Uh, it's a tribute to the Beatles and rave reviews, and it is called Rain. And we have all four members yeah. of Rain. Yeah. 
Here this morning on the Press this is awesome. Steve show. So we have, we have, uh, I, hang on a second here. I got to make sure we have our audio. Uh, we have uh, all four members here. We have Paul and we have Steve and Aaron and Alistair who all play the parts of John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks for coming. Case, we got to bring that volume way up. Casey's our engineer this morning. Oh, Ronnie's Ronnie over here. Ronnie just, Ronnie just showed up. We had a last minute. Uh, there we go. Well, they, we need some volume brought up. I got him pinned. We're all tweaking the way up. on the fly here, but it'll, it'll be perfect. Oh, no. And uh, a special on, tribute this time around. <laughs> nice. Very well done. Is the 50th anniversary of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And this is the first time that you guys have tackled the album from beginning to end. Is that correct? Yeah, and all live. Uh, no pre recorded tracks or anything like that. It's the four of us and our keyboard player. We all would do it live. Yeah. I, you know, I'm looking at the tracks on, on uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper's. That is an accomplishment, trying to pull off this album live, which you guys clearly can do, because there's some, uh, it was it was an engineering masterpiece. It still is to this day. This album was recorded on a four-track recorder. It, it, George Martin, the genius, was able to pull all of that sound into four tracks by bouncing things around. And they created technologies oh, yeah. that, that were instrumental in what we now hear in, yeah. Uh, yeah. commonly. They were pioneers. Yeah. yeah. What is the most challenging song for you guys to pull off? On the album, do you think? Probably, uh, there were big three. There were the big three. Being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, yeah. Within You, Without You, and She's Leaving Home. Okay. Uh, you know, She's Leaving Home is a big orchestra, so we had to figure out how to do that. Um, Alistair, uh, our George, is doing the string part, uh, the, all the pizzicato stuff and the harp stuff. Um, I'm playing the low uh, baritone uh, um, string part, and then our keyboard player, Mark Byer, is playing all the rest. Um, wow. Being for the benefit of the, uh, Mr. Kite, I'm playing the organ type, uh, the circus type, uh, Kalaya. Wow. And uh, Mark Byers playing all of those um, uh, 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 circus-type sounds that uh, basically what George Martin did, he went into the Abbey Road uh, sound effects department and took everything, you know, pertinent, everything that sounded like a circus or a fair or anything like that, put it all together, uh, chopped it up, threw it all into the into the air and and then put it all back together. So it's this like cacophony of sounds. And Mark Byer is doing that like live every single night. That's so cool. We we reference it. The Beatles Complete is one of the great sort of short documentaries about the the, the band and the recording process and everything. And reading about you guys and Rain, um, you know, it's 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 um, it's clear there's so much love behind what you're doing in recreating this. And reading the reviews and uh, people have gone to the show. The level of emotionalism, <laughs> because this is something that we can't have in its actual form, mm -hmm. but it's pretty damn close. And in fact, the Beatles themselves couldn't tour and pull off no. the more complex music and, and yeah. didn't. They wanted to go into the studio and be more adventurous. And so um, this is a, a, a history that could have been that we're sort of allowed to see because of what you do. Uh, is that is that um, at the same time? Wonderful and daunting to take that on every night. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where we do what we do because we have a passion for the music and replicating it, and the audience is there because they love the Beatles. So it's really a, just a huge celebration of sure. what the Beatles accomplished. Well, and for those who don't know, the guys are dressed in their uh, their outfits right now, and this looks like Beatles circa 1966 yeah. to me. And do you go through the phases of the career throughout the show? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do everything from when America was first introduced to the four lads on the Ed Sullivan show through Abbey Road and, and the Hey Jude bits and stuff like that and everything in between. And you'll be doing that with this time around, including the, the entirety yes. of Sgt. Pepper's, yeah, right? We made a little bit of room within our, our second act for the entire Pepper Hobbit. Okay. I have some more questions because, by the way, Steve, who plays John, is local. He's from Lansdale, mm-hmm. which That's is very pretty cool. awesome. I live right out that way. I live in Harleysville, so I'm not too oh, far wow. from Lansdale. Yeah, right around the corner. But listen, we want to get a song from you guys and we'll ask a few more questions if that's cool yeah real quick paul are, are you going to be wearing your headphones or no no okay let me, i'm going to take them off and, and pull them away from the microphone all so it does the feedback yeah, okay don't get any live. feedback okay yeah <laughs> and, um so <laughs> you guys are that. speaking our language yeah, yeah. Bill <laughs> i got it wait one second all right wait a second. we'll do it live yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, they're at the Academy of Music tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. We have rain in the studio whenever you guys are ready to perform. Right. Here comes the sun. Yeah. 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 
wife was like almost going to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got a little choked up, too. I know. It's, wow. so, it's so bizarre. So I'm halfway through the struggle. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to cry. Oh, my God. It was really That's hard for amazing. me not to sing along with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's it's I one know. of the... In the car, yeah, I'll sing along, but I, you know. So, Okay. <laughs> So, so a couple. Am of I questions. a pussy? Is that it? No, 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 no. no, no. It's a beautiful. It's crying. Yeah, that's the power of the Beatles music. We see it all the time. Yeah, our audiences are just overfilled with the the peace and the love and the message of positivity that the Beatles music brings. It's so cool. I, it's. I was blown away by that. Uh, it's number one. You guys are great musicians. This is this is fantastic. You can tell clearly. You guys are wonderful and talented. Uh, to be a member of Rain, and by the way, is it? Uh, are you guys like, do people rotate in and out of this group, or is it just you guys? Um, it has in the past, but at this okay. point, this is the cast. Yeah, all right, because th- some very specific things have to happen for you to be a member of this group in particular. Number one, you have to have a little bit of a likeness, like the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be able to sing and play like they do as well. That's the foundation. Uh, yeah, and then and then Paul's got to be left-handed. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you look like him, sound like him, and be left-handed? And, and your force, name is Paul. And your name is Paul. <laughs> Some things. <laughs> it's bizarre, and uh, and also you had to um, you know you got to mimic these guys a little bit. So I'm sure Steve, you as John have your uh, kind of bow legged stance out oh, there, yes, yes. right? Exactly. George guitar up high, and Paul, you have your feet more together, and kind of you've got them together right now, exactly all the time. <laughs> and Ringo, and by the way, that's Aaron. That's that is uh, Ringo. Do you do the little head toss that he does while he's playing the whole thing? Yeah, he's injured his neck in the. Play. I believe <laughs> it. Uh, Ringo was a swing, wearing a collar right now. He would swing. Uh, it's just and, and the harmony sound phenomenal. It's 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 perfect and it's funny because as I was watching uh, the video of the performance, I just started to squint a little bit and I'm like, there would be no way, honestly, even from from seats of a way back, you would you would easily think you're watching a Beatles concert, which is obviously the effect. But it's more the music, as you said. It's it's so it, it it's just a flood of emotions come back and then to have the the opportunity to see it perform live as close as you can get. That's an extra added bonus. Yeah, um, so Preston is probably the big biggest Beatles fan that I know, um, and th- there's a Beatles song that is my favorite song of all time. The Beatles aren't my favorite band, but my favorite song of all songs ever written in the history of man is "Let It Be." Do you guys? What is your favorite Beatles song? Mm. Oh, it depends on the uh, the hour of the day. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they they wrote songs for every emotion, every mood. So, I mean, it really depends. There's yeah. over 220. So. Yeah. I well, go in and out of phases. Right. Most definitely. All right. Yeah. So, Paul, um, that song in particular that you just played uh, is a, a beautiful song. It's a George song. But um, uh, this time of year, it carries special meaning for people in this area <laughs> because all of a sudden you start getting glimpses of what the sun is again. Mm-hmm. And there is all these metaphors that are attached to it. But at the end of the day, it's just a happy, uplifting Oh my God! Life may return. Kind of a feeling to it. Do you guys feel that as well? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. sure. Every night mm-hmm. we play it. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. that's that's you know all the music that the, that the Beatles made is is just an uplifting. Um, you know, it resonates with your heart. It's amazing. Did you guys see the the, the Ron Howard documentary? It was uh, all oh, concert week. It's sure. just it was wild to to see what they. A lot of people don't know that when they were performing like a Chase Stadium, they were performing over the actual. Speaker system of Shea Stadium. The right. technology hadn't even advanced to the point yeah. uh, where you could have heard music the way you guys will play it in that in that way. And obviously, there's a certain point at which they stopped touring. But uh, there's so much of of a live aspect to the Beatles that never existed, you know. Yeah. And, and and so you you bring it to life. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they couldn't even hear themselves. I mean, that just... Uh, Over the screaming alone! How amazing they were yeah, they as musicians, perfect. that they could be a band without even, like, hearing each other. They'd watch each other, and they could see. It, it was like a brotherhood. Yeah. You know, they, could, they could feel what the other was, was playing, and yeah. it could be a band that way. Because the recorded audio that you hear from those shows where they couldn't even hear themselves mm-hmm. is fantastic. Right. Still great. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, they were able to be on key and mm-hmm. sing in harmony without with each other yeah. without being able to hear each other. Against nearly 50 6,000 screaming wow. fans. I remember as a, as a kid, and we were going to pick my brother up from the drive-in, the movie A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> yes. And I remember pulling, I'm a little kid, and we pulled up, and I, I'm hearing screaming as we're pulling up to, you know, this is from the cars, the people <laughs> screaming, the girls watching the movie, and it was just something, that I, it, how tangible a memory I have of that. Hey, when you guys uh, get a little bit later in the show as the as the band sent, tends to age, uh, I, I'm curious because as performers, you know, when you're on stage, you can sweat a little bit. Yeah. Does your fake mustache ever fall off? Uh, oh, yes. you down stage? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you use the mic to just push your, yeah, just push <laughs> your face Because they got hairy in the later part of their uh, yeah. careers. Yeah, I've heard some people get bummed. Oh, I thought that was a real mustache. Yeah. <laughs> well, in about four years, you'll be stapling it on. So, yep. Velcro. Velcro. Velcro mustache. You'll have a surgical strip attached to your lip. Brought to you by Gillette. Uh, so this, uh, you guys have traveled the world, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we just Rain. played the uh, West End, uh, London's version of uh, Broadway in October. Played the London Palladium where the Beatles actually played. Wow. How are you received in England? Very well. I was surprised. Okay. I was kind of worried, you know, yeah. Americans coming in, being the Beatles, you know, to a bunch of, you know, English people. I mean, and and yet they were so responsive because I, I think they realized that, uh, you know, we're paying tribute to their boys. Yeah. Are you finding, because I'll walk around, I'll see 13, 12-year-olds wearing Beatles shirts. Are you finding that there is a whole new group, uh, you know, of fans on the horizon? Yeah, we see everybody from eight months to 80. Yeah. And everywhere in between. I, I like to call the younger generations the YouTubers because they end up yeah. knowing more than their parents and their grandparents who are the baby boomers now. No offense to any baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful and gorgeous. Now, my, my kids, I have three kids, they love the Beatles. We showed them uh, Yellow Submarine as Aww. as babies, and they, they, they loved the music. And so now they're fans. And I was with my daughter, who's only 10 years old, in the car the other day, and I, I put on some Beatles. We're listening to it, and I go, hey, do you want me to... When we put on something a little more modern to listen to, she goes, no. She goes, Dad, by the way, who doesn't love the Beatles? That's <laughs> what I love. Good job, Dad. My girl. I love I wor- it. I worry about anybody that doesn't like the Beatles. Right. I know. Sure. I do, too. You know, yeah, it's a serious concern, actually. And they should be round up and put into an internment camp. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Or studied. Or studied, yes. yes. At the very least, studied. To yeah, correct that anomaly. Yeah, uh, Rain is going to be at the Academy of Music. Yeah. Do you guys have another song that you can play for us? Or no? Uh, we I probably no could, sure. Yeah, yeah why not? All right, whip something up for us sure. if you wouldn't okay. mind. Yeah. We'd love to hear one more because uh, it, it just <laughs> sounds so good. One more for the road. Yes. All right, All this right. is Rain on MMR. Here we go. <laughs> She's happy as can be, you know she said so I'm in love with her and I feel fine Baby said she's mine, you know she tells me all the time, you know she said so I'm in love with her and I feel fine I'm so glad that she's my little girl 
Man, they t- they do it from beginning to end. It's fantastic stuff, and uh, yeah, bring it's all ages show. Man, thank you guys so much for coming here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having and, uh, us. And thanks yeah. for carrying on the uh, the wonderful con- contribution that the Beatles made to music. It's fantastic. Let's hear it for Rain, everybody. Yeah. yeah. And welcome Steve back to his uh, hometown. Kathy Romano hosts the 12th annual Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids Friday, May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton, PA. Hey everyone, get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. We're asking you to cut your hair for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. You'll need at least 12 inches of hair to donate and with what's left, the skilled stylist from three amazing hair salons, Gravity, David Arnold, and Tierre will cut and style your new do. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for guidelines and to make a donation appointment. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. Refreshments provided by Metro Beverage Philadelphia and Panera Bread. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. And the Bizarre File is brought to you by Dietz & Watson, Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best-kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Dietz & Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating Real Philly Hoagies. All right, uh, here we go. We're going to start with this. Oh, my God. In the midst of a public health emergency in Washington state, in an area with a higher than average percentage of vaccine exemptions, vaccine exemptions, people who decide not to vaccinate their children. Yep. One anti-vax mom has looked for advice on how to protect her three-year-old from the measles outbreak in the area. Hmm. How about a vaccination? I wonder. Yeah. She said, my three-year-old is not vaccinated and there is currently a measles outbreak in my state. Any suggestions for precautions I can take to protect her would be very much appreciated. Uh, You can't see the irony of that? Yeah, as the article points out, if only there were a tried and tested method with which to protect people from infectious disease. Uh, Needless to say, the mom certainly got a response as the post was widely shared 
and some of the suggestions were hilarious and a little dark at times. Did somebody come up with a viable alternative? No. Yeah. Ice cream? Uh, yeah, yeah, just try ice cream. <laughs> you never know. Maybe we've been overlooking something this entire time. Hey, I've never had measles, and I eat a ton of ice cream. There, there you go. go. There's an example. Hey, did we just hey, best friends? Yep. Yep. Call me. <laughs> Uh, here's a follow-up story. A Florida man has been sentenced to a year in jail after jumping in a crocodile exhibit at the St. Augustine Alligator Farm Zoological Park last November. I told you guys this story yes. a while back. Yeah. Florida man. And Florida man. Brandon Keith Hatfield pleaded no contest to charges that included trespassing and criminal mischief, and he caused more than $5,000 in damages at the zoo when he broke in and jumped into the crocodile pond. Uh, they found a rubber shoe, and they found uh, a pair of shorts. These were floating in the pool. They found blood. Yeah. And uh, that when they asked around, they found out that someone did indeed go to the hospital with bite marks. When asked if he had been there, he said, no, sir, I wasn't. Uh, he had several bites on his foot. I got bitted by an alligator. Uh, so he was officially uh, arrested and sentenced to a year in jail after that. Uh, this is weird. Key fobs that suddenly won't unlock vehicles, cars that won't start, alarms that go off for no reason and can't be quieted. Something mysterious is thwarting drivers outside a grocery store in the very small Alberta town of Carstairs. And it's sparking all kinds of theories. The problems have been happening for weeks in the parking lot outside of the Westview Co-op grocery store. A longtime employee at the dollar store right across the street said that she hears it from some folks and it's all they talk about when they come into her store to buy a battery for their fobs and then discovery they, they discover that that is uh, doesn't solve the problem. So the cooperative association says it is taking the matter very seriously. Electricians uh, rode to the rescue, but the mystery endured. They said we had shut down the power source in our store this past Monday night to determine that the source of the interference isn't emanating from our location. The location is unknown, so we're just waiting for follow-up from the ministry. And they can't nail it down. They have no idea what's oh, happening. Wow. They're working with a team to try and figure out what's going on, including a federal government agency. So it's this bizarre spot where all everything kind of goes electronically uh, haywire. Isn't that weird? I'm a little uh, scared. Yeah, don't be a scared. Hey, uh, or you could be as scared of this. Sex robot owners are swapping used parts and selling bruised and battered dolls on a creepy online forum. Yeah, this is kind of disgusting. Uh, the bot bonkers flog their secondhand dolls to each other, sometimes for thousands of dollars apiece. The doll forum is the go-to destination for owners of so-called sex dolls, acting as a safe haven for Chad about the best models and sharing explicit photos and videos. What's the best vagina out there? Uh, but it's also turned into a digital swap shop for buyers on a budget. Listen, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Fine. But these guys are swapping these used parts for these. I'm sorry. I, uh, you, you know, it's like, uh, Nick, your friend that wanted to go uh, have she's on a flashlight. <laughs> that guy's going gonna to run for Congress someday. <laughs> I mean, that's not something you share. You want to go have some? Yeah, I'll tell you what, you get it this weekend. Sex dolls and electronic sex robots can often be prohibitively expensive with top models costing of upwards of $15,000. In many ways, it's actually cheaper to have a living human who can talk to you and engage in conversation and express love. However, doll forum users can pick up used models for just a few hundred bucks. And one user posted that he was trying to sell a doll for $250 and cited the condition as poor. Look at some of it. We're looking at some of these things sans their latex skin. Yeah. Unpleasant. Uh, the owner listed the item as used and said she is a mess of damages, which is why she's cheap. 
So they're selling the ones. So they're actually slutty sex dolls. Has just banged the living hell out of it. Yeah, really. No, no, no. These are, uh, you know, uh, really thickly made, and I'll just beat the piss out of it. All right, I've been giving the wrap up. Oh, man. Yeah, we've got to wrap it up there. But Sex Robot's a good spot to end on. I think so. There you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next uh, coolest teacher is uh, St. Hubert's in Philly. Now, I was going to use that to key off of another set because their their mascot are is the Bambies. Yeah. Bambies. Uh, and then we had one the other day that was the calculator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actual school mascot. Yeah. And, then, and what was it? Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Was another Was one. it Mickey or Minnie? It was Mickey. Okay. I it was a girl's girl school, school and the mascot was Mickey Mouse. Do yeah. you have to... Uh, do you have to sign off? Do you have to get permission they to did. use? They did. Yeah. From what I remember. From Disney? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I was curious about other mascots that, uh, because I, I never would have guessed the Bambies. Because it's usually used the phrase, home of the fighting. Tigers. Home of the fighting. Whatever yeah. it is. I went to, uh, for an event to Reading High School. And, uh, by the way, that school looks like a prison, man. It looks like Shawshank. Home of the Fighting Convict. Prison. No, but... My the, friend is a superintendent out there. Oh, my God. Does yeah. it look like it a prison? It is this gigantic, imposing-looking thing up on a hill, and it looks like you're going to be locked up for life if you go in there. It was, it was cool-looking, but it just doesn't look like a high school. Hey, but, it's one fine month for prom. Uh, but, anyhow, I think their mascot is, it's like the, the Crimson Knights. Okay. It's like something That's really badass, cool. and inside the the gym was a full suit of armor that was painted, and it's up. So it's very austere. It's sitting up like you know twenty feet in the air, and I'm like, "That's yeah." I'm like, "That's pretty badass," uh, but I didn't know of any other interesting, lame, or strange. <laughs> School mascots that we have in our area. Ours was pretty good. We were in high school. We were the Falcons, and then Falcons is that's co- a good mascot. College was the Golden Rams. All right, we were the we were the Colts in high school, which is neat. Like yeah, okay. We it's were like, the Grundles. The Grundles, <laughs> home of the Fighting Grundles. <laughs> nice. We were the Pioneers. Kind of stuck with Pioneers, which is all right. I, I, didn't, I didn't love it. Um, Lower Marion is the Aces, and I never quite got that. As in flying aces, or I the I don't card, know. or but I think the symbol that they use is like the ace, like a card. Okay. Uh, and Lower Marion is, was a Central League team, so we played them twice a year. The, the classic college odd one is, I think, the one that the, the students got to vote for, which is University of California at Santa Clara, I think. Um, anyway, it's the Banana Slugs. Yeah. And they got to <laughs> pick that mascot, and that, that was the one that they went with. Oh, wait. Did, uh, were they just being goofy? I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, it was a bunch of stone kids in the 90s. But aces, it, um, as far as cards are concerned, there's no symbol. It's just an A. Yeah. Um, right. Okay, as huh. as opposed to, you know, a diamond or, or a club the, or they're usually a suit. Aren't they yeah. usually they follow in in kind to to professional team? I mean, you know, actually my my high school team I think was the Rams. Okay, uh, the, you know, there was the the, the, the the mascot. But uh, isn't that usually? Don't you actually go after pre existing? It used to be. I mean, I, I don't... Is there an NFL team called the Calculators? No. Not okay. that I don't. No, but yeah. Okay. But wait a minute. You went to uh, community college? Uh, n- n- my high school I'm talking about. No, no, but did you go to yeah, a community uh, New York college? Institute of Technology, yeah. So, do community colleges have a mascot? We were at community school. Right? We had a, a gerbil on a string. Oh. <laughs> they have sports teams, right? 
I don't no. know. Community colleges? I don't. We did. Know. We did have sports. Right next door was CW Post, which is like a real school. So, do you remember what your no your mascot idea. might have I been? Have no idea. Okay, and what was it again? Uh, the school, the New York Institute of Technology. Nick, can you look up New York Institute yeah. of Technology and see what their uh... and it was the um, sorry I, to just to clarify it was the UC Santa Cruz is the banana slugs. Okay, okay. all right. Um, I think we were the rash, the rash, yeah, the Ooh, painful, r- the rectal itch. I like that. The blisters. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I will go to Eric on uh, the phones. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Hi. Eric. All right. So, what school? Uh, so Casey might know this since we're bitter, vicious rivals. But uh, I went to Monsignor Bonner in uh, Upper Darby, and we were the Friars. Yeah, Friars. Yeah, Friars we're... like monks with the shaved top. Oh, like I... Friar Tuck. Yeah, yeah. wearing robes. Okay, what? and that was your and, and so your mascot was was a friar. Was I mean, a guy in a, in a, a priest. That's what the Padres yeah. are. The San Diego Padres. They use a friar, a monk as as their oh, mascot. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, New York Institute of Technology was the Bears. The Bears. Uh proud, proud. Of them. <laughs> so proud. Casey, what about Cardinal O'Hara? Lions. The Lions. That's good. Okay. Okay. That's the Rabbis. Lions. <laughs> Would that not be <laughs> awesome? <be> weird. <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, the curls and the yeah, whole thing. That'd yeah. be awesome. Thanks uh, to everyone for coming to the football game. Uh, I will go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hi. 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 What's up, Heather? Uh, um, my high school was Archbishop Ryan, and ours was the Rag Dolls. The Rag Dolls. Yes. Like, like, uh, like Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann and Andy. Really? Yeah. yeah. That. So, what came out on the field? Was it a large Raggedy Ann? <laughs> We just had um, Raggedy Ann on all of our uh, uniforms and stuff. Oh, my God. That's horrible. That is lame. That's like the Berenstain Bears. Well, I mean, like a rag doll in sports, they're getting tossed around like a bunch of rag dolls. Yes. (laughs) It's as benign as you can get. The the Teletubbies. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's the the wussies. The Raiders. The Raiders against the Rag Dolls. Yep. What? Who would you bet on? Wait, so you had <laughs> you had two different mascots? Yeah, yeah. Because it used to be um, one side of the school used to be boys, and the other side used to be girls, and then they combined it. How condescending that the girls' yeah. side is the Rag Dolls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the lame. tampons. Yeah. The, the tampons versus yeah. the, the locomotives. <laughs> the housewives. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. By the way, it, the fine little gals. It looks like Delaware County Community College does have a mascot, technically, uh, the Storm. That's See, the they... Storm is even, so you're dealing You're dealing with something that's even, okay, so it's not like a, like a bird of prey or a, a you know a mm-hmm. predatory animal. Right. But the Storm, the, the lightning. Well, yeah, yeah. The, uh, St. John's uh, in New York, they used to be the Red Men. The Red Men. And then they became the Red Storm because Red Men was a little too... Um, derogatory. Derogatory, yeah. Right. Uh, the pension <laughs> plan. <laughs> Kathy found one plan <laughs> that's unofficial, and this is phenomenal. I'd never heard of this until now, but um, Kathy, do you want to say which what it is? Who's Scrody? Yeah. Scrody the Scrotum. Rhode Island School of Design. It's an unofficial mascot named okay. Scrody. Okay. Uh, if it's not unofficial, it doesn't count. But it's legit the mascot at this school. We'll come out at the game. Scrody a Scrotum. Well, no, they do. They have a... They be, they have a costume. That All right. is basically that. Oh I also, my god! Actually, I'm a fan of that now. I like that. I don't know how that's possible, but because yeah. it's unofficial. Yeah. yeah. I found that uh, the devil as a mascot is is kind of weird, right? Okay. It's like, it's an, so with like the, the, the ultimate in Jersey? evil. 
right? Well, I mean, you have a Blue Devil. Yeah, like Blue Devils as well, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's New Jersey Devils, but their mascot's not a... A demon, like it's a, a rabbi. No, no, it's an actual. It's it's the devil. Devil. It's, it's Satan. Yeah, your mascot is Satan. Yes. See, but you can get away with that. You couldn't be. You couldn't be the Jersey Antichrists. Or yeah, but you are. You but, also couldn't be the New Jersey gods, right? Could you? Or could? You? Dare we? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the apostles. Do not the know. fighting apostles. Well, there's other ones, just like the saints, you know. Yes, okay. that's all. That's so, all. Okay, that's in, in the same the realm. Yeah, the angels in uh, university. The Scientologists. University of St. Louis. <laughs> their their mascot is uh, the billikins, uh, a billikin, and I think a billikin is it's the the mascot itself is just kind of like impish looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> something, <laughs> something, <laughs> something that would make a sound like that. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, here you go. Here's a look at him. It's like a little demon. It's a little demon. Like an imp. Yeah. And I also, like, the Chicago Cubs, it's like, yeah, you're, you're a little baby bear. <laughs> right? You're, you're adorable. Well, the, they, the football team is the bears. The baseball team baby bear. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chinchillas. <laughs> Steve, Yeshiva College in New York State. The mascot is the rabbi. Yeah! <laughs> well, that stands to reason, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me go to uh, Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good. What's up, Diane? Um, false actually yummy, first of all. Of course. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Of course. You're taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> ball sacks are um, yummy. <laughs> I went to the Philadelphia High School for Girls or Girls High in Philly, and our mascot was actually a tree, the tree of knowledge. Oh, the <laughs> Chell Silverstein, right? That's no, no, giving that's tree. the giving tree. <laughs> okay. Same uh, thing. The Same tree thing. of knowledge. Let's go yeah. trees. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was very bizarre. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fight trees. Fight. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, the trees in uh, the two towers. Well, yeah, they can move. They're alive. Pretty badass trees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will go next to Kristen. Hey, Kristen, good morning. I put dildos in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> yay. A Kathy line. <laughs> ah, beautiful. The new one. All right, Kristen. What do you want to tell us? Okay, we are we were the witches in Brewer, Maine. Um, it's not local, but we were the witches. I like that. The witches. Or how about the coven? Wow. The fighting coven. See, and I like things that are singular like yeah. that. I think that's cool. An entity. The storm. Uh, you the know, like, squirts. Like the, 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 crim- the squirts. <laughs> the crimson tide. You know yeah. I mean? I, I, I love that. So the squirts. The squirters. Squirts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the witches. Yeah. And what was your mascot? Um, that was it. David Hasselhoff. But I mean, but it was it a stereotypical witch on a broom, that type of thing? Yes. Okay. And um, everything was black and orange. I love. Oh, that's a Halloween. That's perfect. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm totally down with that, uh, Kristen. I think that's that's uh, that's that's uh, that ties right in. I assume this is a public school. Yes. Okay. All public school. All right. Yeah. Thanks, who, Kristen. Who actually makes the de- the decision on? Mascots. What is, what is the protocol? I mean, the school has to approve it, but right. you know, sometimes the students the get students, a vote. Okay. Well, there's got to be a board. I guess it's how they ended up with the scrotum. That would vote on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did the Washington Wizards change their name from the Bullets? Because the it, bullets were deemed to be too violent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but mostly what it comes down to is uh, they could sell a lot more jerseys when it came to the Wizards, and so it was a money-making thing, too. I know Lehigh changed their name a few years ago. It used to be uh, the Lehigh Engineers, and I guess that, that sort of conjured up something that was a little too nerdy. So now yeah. they're the uh, the Mountain Hawks. Uh, or the, too specific. <laughs> or too specific, yeah. I just thought Engineers was kind of cool. Yeah, but I'm fighting Engineers. Yeah. Um, the Green Bay Packers. 
Yeah. What is it? What is it? It's the Acme Packers. What was that? Just people. The fudge. Okay. No, no, no. Um, uh, food pack, uh, the meat packing industry. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's that was. exactly it's not the fudge packers. Absolutely, same thing. It's similar to the Steelers. Yeah, it was a steel working a steel worker. Oh, so. it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, let me go to uh, Justin. Hey, Justin. Good morning. Hey ho. Hey ho. What's up, bud? Hey, what's going on? Uh, were we we love you. Yeah, yeah. We love you. Thanks for calling. What, so we what? went. Uh, I went to high school in Whitehall, Pennsylvania, and our mascot was a zephyr. If okay. You don't know what a zephyr is? It's just a cool breeze. Hmm. I always thought a zephyr was an aircraft. Nope. <laughs> what? What's that too? I mean, there but, might yeah. be multiple meanings to it, but yeah. no. School breeze. Our man. mascot was a gust of wind, and then when we went to a games, gust of wind, you know, your mascot was a gust of wind. So's a queef. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the queefs are the taking queef. the field. Oh, yeah. Here comes. And that could be the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Queef will, queef will rock you. Right, Kat? Didn't expect yeah, the conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, Kathy, She's handing me the things to say. <laughs> Queefy, you're a good team playing real good. The thundering queefs. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There uh, Let me go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, buddy? I just wanted to say bitch. Oh, it's, we love saying bitch. Oh, oh Billy. <laughs> I still think South Carolina Gamecocks is one of the funniest names. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, it's hey. a name easily derided. Well, it is not it, It's not considered naughty to say go Cox. No, uh, it's in, not. In, uh, in South Carolina. And, and Gamecocks, the, the fans are hardcore. Uh, yeah, for their team. Hard. The cocks are hardcore. Yeah, the cocks are hardcore. Absolutely. Mm. Go, cocks, go. <laughs> uh, let me go to next to Joe. Uh, Joe, good morning. Hey, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, man. Hey! All right, so what school? Uh, Manhattan College. Manhattan, Manhattan College. College. All right, so what was the mascot of Manhattan College? We were the Jaspers. The Jaspers. 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 <laughs> um, What's hi. a Jasper? What is the derivation? What, what is, yeah, what is... Your little Jasper? You're a little snickerdoodle. Like a scamp. Well, the original story kind of lame, but um, some of my fellow students came up with a pretty great acronym. Um, right. So the school's located in Riverdale, yeah. so they came up with just another student puking everywhere in Riverdale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, Jaspers. Nick, can you find out what, indeed, a Jasper would be? It comes from the brother Jasper of Mary, uh, who was a memorial figure at the college. He was the head of the resident students, so it was named okay. after a person. Oh, okay. um, all gotcha. right. And there were Jaspers and Lady Jaspers. Yes, the, yeah. the fighting Next Lady. Uh, it's for your. It's a, a shaver. Yeah, I use the Lady Jasper <laughs> on my very private uh, areas. Are there any foods? That's a great name, Lady Jasper. <laughs> lady Jasper. There's the skull shaver, and then the lady shaver. Yeah, wow. the lady Jasper. Lady skull. Smooth the Jasper silky. shaver. Yeah. Are there any foods that are mascots? Somebody. Uh, I don't know what school it is, but it's, they're the pickles. See, I like that. What I about like the, the chocolate chip cookies? Well, the Syracuse orange. Orange men. Is that from the fruit or the color? I could use a cucumber. Well, the cucumbers. I mean, the mascot is a giant orange with legs mm. yeah, and so eyes, you and you can eat that. Uh, I will go next. Wait, you have the pickles. God, wouldn't it be great if there was a, a women's college called the Donuts and you could have donuts <laughs> yeah. and donuts? And They're would... really going at it. Yeah, North Carolina School of Arts. It seems to be the art schools that have yeah. these bizarre mascots. They're the pickles. All right, here's, an, here's a creative and performing arts school. I have Kim on the line. Hey, Kim, good morning. 
Good morning. Hi, Kim. All right, so did you go to this school? I did. All right, and it was the Creative and Performance Arts School? Yes, it also goes by Kappa. Kappa. Okay, and what was your, your mascot? Uh, the Pegasus. Pegasus is a great mascot. Yeah. The winged horse. Yeah, I like of that. Of course, but we, we didn't have any real sports teams. We had softball, swimming, and uh, cross country. Those are still teams. Yeah. Yes, those are teams. Yeah. yeah we I, had no actual mascot either that went to any of the games. It was We were just called the Pegasus. You guys couldn't <laughs> capture a flying horse? No, we couldn't. Well, we you tried. need to see Clash of the Titans. They did a lickety split. By the way, students that could draw them real good. Yeah, there you go. By the way, Casey, the 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 person in the suit, mm-hmm. in the mascot suit, you would have been. I thought you would. I was. You were the mascot. I was for a Cardinal mas- O'Hara. He was a Jasper. Yeah. I was a lion. Really? I was. For how yeah. long? Um, just your senior year. That's, That's it. Yeah. Only a senior could do yeah, it. Yeah. So me and Keith Campbell were the the mascots. Was it fun? No. <laughs> they, did they let you have a little bit of license to to have some fun in it, or were they? No, were you I mean, closely you're, you're in a Catholic school, so you know you sort of have to be on your best behavior, right? I didn't necessarily care for it. I thought I'd be into it, and right. then you know I, I did a couple of games. And- we're oh, forgetting okay. a, a fun one. Wichita State, Wichita State is the Shockers. We oh, mentioned that from time to time. Yeah. And students will uh, throw up the Shocker at uh, basketball games, and uh, they've actually gotten pretty good over the last few years. Okay. The uh, moose knuckle. I'm going to go next. <laughs> the ninja boots. <laughs> I'll go next to Darren. Hey, Darren, good morning. I like turtles. Yes. What's up, Darren? Hey, so Williamsport, Pennsylvania, we were the the millionaires. Yeah. The millionaires. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. And so what did your mascot look like? So tuxedo, top hat, cane. Uh, wow. The name came from back in the back in the day, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was the logging capital of the country at one point. They used to uh, knock the trees down, float them down to Susquehanna to the mills, and a uh, bunch of the uh, mill owners, I guess, built these mansions. Okay, okay so that's where the millionaires come from. After, after the bottom fell out on the industry, they became the destitutes. Right. Well, yeah. that's, that's about the way the town is right now. So. Okay, wow. yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, Darren. Yeah, so I guess it would be kind of like a Daddy Warbucks type of uh, mm-hmm. character. The, the mil- Chapter 11s. The millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a uh, it, that's that's almost for like a like a glee club or something. Yeah. Yeah. You also, I mean, at this point, you better all be pretty well off because if you know, yeah, if, 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 the if, if you show down. up in a '78 Datsun, <laughs> yeah, I'll go next to Colleen. Hey, Colleen, we're talking about mascots. How you doing? Hi, guys. All I did was get out of the shower. Yes, of course, we, we all do. Up. All right, what's my, up? My husband went to West Catholic High School, and his mascot was the Burrs. As in. Like the, Go ahead. Uh, like an Aaron Burr? Uh, no, like the burrs that stick to you. Like oh. You the grass and prick you on the Raymond Burr. Okay. Yeah, no, if you go walking through the woods, you come out with these little sticky things. Burrs, on yeah, yeah. Those, those things are called? Yeah, those are called burrs. Oh, man. You know that? Okay. Yeah, no, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, they're tough to get off. So the burrs, I, I that's, no, <laughs> no, no. The grass clippings. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the uh, uh, ragweed. Yeah, the ragweeds. Yeah. The like pollens. Uh, let's go next to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, bud. At work. It's, it's all right. right. It's all right, man. What school are you referring here? Uh, Southern Illinois University. Okay. I went there. Uh, I was there a couple semesters before I even knew what it was. It's a Saluki. A it was uh, an, an Egyptian fighting dog. A Saluki. I thought that was yeah. uh, Balky's cousin. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was at a party, and the guy who managed the mascot actually had two of them in his backyard. Okay. An Egyptian fighting dog. 
You know, some yeah. of, some of the great, I think, cool, iconic Thanks. mascot material would come out of mythology, like the Minotaurs or yeah, you know, stuff like that. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? I like the Minotaurs. Yeah, in fact, you could take almost any character from like you know, Gods of War. Yes, and pull them out. Absolutely, and, and make them a great badass mascot of I mean, some sort. You do want them to be a bat if you're a, a, a more competitive school. So we're looking at the Salukis, and it kind of looks like adorable little doggy. I don't know, dude. Look at the teeth on that thing. Yeah. Looks pretty, pretty, pretty rabid. Fierce. But he's um, got big fluffy ears, Preston. I'm yeah. going to go next to Mike. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Mike. Hi, you... good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? All right. Thank you. Oh, uh, Abington High, the galloping ghost. Yeah, man. And he said that their mascot looks like a Klansman. It does. <laughs> really? It does. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, my grandfather's in the Galloping Ghosts uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Yeah, so... He's the, uh, the the head dragon. Yes. <laughs> he was the Grand Wizard. <laughs> of the Grand Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but we're, we're now just ghosts. Really? Ghosts with pointed hats like that? No, it it doesn't I mean... A, it, we're looking at a picture. A it doesn't have a pointing hat. It's just a poorly drawn ghost. Like, But it's a stereotypical, you know... Uh, uh, the 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 sheet with the eye holes and, and it's that pretty thing, terrible. So. The horse is drawn poorly as well. I don't mind the idea of the galloping ghost. That's kind of a that's kind of an interesting name. Uh, let me go to. I have uh, Bill H. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Monkey pick ass. Yeah. Yes. Uh, often. What's up, buddy? So uh, I was watching Dirty Jobs and uh, saw this thing called a geoduck. Well, Evergreen State College has a mascot called Speedy the Geoduck. What is a Geoduck? I know what those things are, Steve. They come out of like a clamshell, but they're huge, and they they look like a penis, don't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, it looks like a clam with a giant penis. Yeah. And that is their official, that's their their mascot? Geoducks? Yeah, apparently. Okay. So if you're if you thought you talked you brought up a very good point earlier, Preston, about about marketability of a mascot. Maybe the Geoducks get you some some leverage in, in merch because it's sort of kitschy. Yeah, you want know. something that people will respond well to. Yeah. I mean, this is a college that began in 1967, so... Yeah, there you go. You know, it's not really based in uh, long history. Well, right, but it's geodots. Right. <laughs> it's also in Olympia, Washington, I'm reading. Yeah. Where is that? Is that coastal at all? Uh, well, I don't know. It's not well, that close to the to the shore. I guess they probably have a few geoducks sitting around. I'll go next to Bryn. Hi, Bryn. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, Bryn. So what school is it that uh, you want to tell us about? Tabro Horsham High School. We are the Hatters. It used to be the Mad Hatters. Okay. Uh, but they took that away because it was the Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Uh, mercury poisoning sure. thing. Yeah. So uh, they had an issue? What's that? They had an issue with it being from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, well, Hatters, Mad Hatters had to do with the, like, the poisoning that you would get when they used to make hats back in the okay. day. Okay, all right. They got all weirded out, but now we're just top hats with legs on the field. It's very strange. Okay, yeah, so the Mad Hatters, they used to put, they had mercury mm-hmm. in the uh, in the hats, and it would uh, make, it was killing people, basically. <laughs> yeah. Driving them crazy. And they would go crazy. It's like so. the, the thalidomides. Okay, the, uh, yeah. the Hatters. All right, and what yeah. is the logo? It's just a top hat. Okay, boring. Yeah. Very boring. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. This is a cool one. Uh, the Arkansas School for the Deaf named themselves the Leopards. So yeah. they are the school for the Deaf Leopards. And the band, Deaf Leopard, came and met with the entire student body a few years ago. That's pretty cool. That is cool. They all said, who are you again? I like that. Who's Deaf Leopard? What? Yeah. Who? Uh, I'm going to go to, we got to take a break here in a second. I have John. Hey, John. Morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, oh! man. Appreciate it. All right. So what do you want to tell us? 
Uh, I went to Immaculata University, and we were the Mighty Max, which and was it, like a mighty nun. Was, uh, she a was mighty a mighty nun? was named after a nun? Yeah, Kathy that's was in that movie. Bo- that's, that's why the movie was oh, named Mighty Max. Oh, no that's way. Like that. that's, that's the one a, you played a hooker. No. No, that Flight was a nail. What? Flight attendant? What? You, what? Oh, I, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, oh. Yeah, which one did you play you a hooker? said hooker. No, I didn't play a hooker okay. in any of them. All that right. was the nail. That I'm not a hooker. Right. All right. Anyway, the Mighty Max. Okay, all right, nice. Well, we've uh, we've pulled a couple recently that were kind of interesting. We had uh, the Bambies today for St. Hubert's, and that's uh, the coolest teacher which you're voting for. And then we had the Calculators, which was what school was that? It was an engineering school, was it not? I don't remember. I'm not a hooker. Well, you can go back in time. Yeah, I am looking at these. There was uh, there was Hallahan. <laughs> Hallahan was the. Uh, Charter School of Wilmington, I think, was the... Uh, was that it? That's it. Charter School of Wilmington. That's it. Interesting. All right. Well, thanks. I, I had no idea that some of these were indeed the official mascots of some schools. And it's kind of odd, but, you know... There's a lot more latitude with these uh, things than I thought there was. So your cash flows low and you need some dough and I'm like, fund you. MMRs fund you too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. Hey, fund you. Hey, fund you too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in cash. We want to... MMRs fund you too. Five chances to win a grand. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. All the details and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus really do cost less in Sellersville. And by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Earlier when we were doing the entertainment roundup, I um, had mentioned it was uh, Kim's birthday today. And uh, Lil' Kim gave me uh, an opportunity to grab Marissa's boob. Yes. This was several years ago. Maybe the first year that we were here, and Marissa had dressed as Lil' Kim for Halloween. She had that wardrobe malfunction. Or um, was she had no, no. malfunction? She had her boob hanging yeah, out. Yeah, it was her boob yeah. was hanging out. Yeah. It was uh, the outfit that she wore. So Marissa wore a uh, like a stereotypical black and white striped um, prison suit but with one boob hanging out. But instead of her actual boob, she had put, as Casey called it, a chicken <clears throat> cutlet. Yeah. Which is, uh, what do you call those, Kathy? Do you they're kind of like, in? yeah, they're kind of like fillers for yeah, your... It was like gel. Bra, bra filler. Yeah. So anyway, That's it was exa- like, They are gel. That's yeah. exactly what it was. It was flesh-colored, and it was on her boob. I think we have a picture in the hallway, yeah, of you. Yeah, there it is. And so I... I just went over, and I was joking around, and I grabbed it full on, and I started shaking her boob. <laughs> and it was at that point that I did it, I was like... That was wrong. I should not have done that. <laughs> not, I actually that. just felt her up, even though I wasn't touching right. skin. Well, it would have been. I the, was still grabbing her boob and jiggling it. It would have been the same if you just her, on her bra. Yeah, it's exactly. the same thing. Kind of I did something similar to Kathy. I was smoking a cigarette, and my ashes went on her boobs, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." <laughs> I felt up your wife unknowingly. We were at a we were at a police benefit, and I, you know, I thought it was her arm sticking down under her. Coat and I went to, to, to 
my wife was grabbing her knocker. We were at a wedding once, and my friend's boyfriend thought that he was sitting next to my friend, and he wasn't. He was sitting next to somebody else, and he started. He put his hand on her thigh and started rubbing up her thigh. Yeah, as a joke. And we all and we were watching it. We watched it like happening. And no, no, not as a joke. He thought it was. was He thought his girlfriend was sitting next to him. Oh, his girlfriend. Yes, it it was another woman who was sitting at our table. And so he didn't even know the lady. Uh, I mean, it was another friend, okay. but no, but not, he not, that, not that, not like not thigh intimate, touching. yeah, not thigh touching level. And so, and and he kept, like he did it for a little while, and the girl had a great sense of humor, so she just sat there and waited, <sighs> like she didn't do anything, so she waited for him to realize, and we all, the entire table, saw what was going on, and we're I would have been livid. He was mortified. I would have died, you know, and it would have been even worse if he would have been doing that really flirtatious thing that some couples will do in public, reach under the table, <laughs> and actually <laughs> go into the nether regions. Yeah, yeah. Just as a playful little thing. He moistens his index finger. <laughs> Can you? Oh my God! Wow. Can't say that, but I had to go. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Because we 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 figured out that uh, Javina. Is it's okay. okay. It's oh, my okay. God. Bill had a vagina a dump that he had to do yesterday, but he's he goes, you can't say Javina. We were Why like, not? Well, yes, we can. No, we can't can. say in the Javina. In the Javina. <laughs> was, yeah. And uh, so he, he, he Javina was created in our meeting yesterday. I yeah. came up uh, behind somebody that I thought was my ex-wife uh, one time and started giving her a massage. <laughs> And um, just, I was not, you know, it was one of those things because I saw, I saw the back of the head. like having your back rubbed? <laughs> oh, my God. And, um, well, yeah, Steve, that's how creepy it was. And, but she had a similar haircut to, to Melissa. And I just, start, and I wasn't looking directly at her, you know, and we were, it was a, a group of people. And oh, so Steve, I just. Like having your back rubbed. I just was massaging her shoulders and then neck. running, running my fingers up her neck. Uh, one of the things oh. that could have made it worse would have been for you to lean in and say, I'm going to make you feel so good. <laughs> Who was the person, and what did they say to you? She was a friend of a friend. you a cat bath. It was oh. somebody that I didn't know. It, it would have been <sighs> funny as if that girl were actually talking to your wife at the same time. Yeah. And then here you are, hey. and you're massaging your wife. But you're well, looking at your wife going, wait a second. Wait what a happens, though, is like with my wife, I'm, it's just a very comfortable, you reach and you get over and you, you touch and the whole thing. And when you're out in a room, you know, where people are standing together, a club or whatever, and you're getting slightly disoriented and it's uh-huh. yeah. your your body position shifts. So you reach and you got the wrong person before you know it. Yeah. There was an email Marissa found it and she sent it over to me. And this was from uh, our blood drive last month. And this was sent to her by uh, a guy named Brian. He said, hey, Marissa, I uh, listen to you guys every morning. I have a funny story. You took a picture with my son and I at the blood drive just before it ending and after the picture, my son's eyes got really wide, and he says, Holy S, Dad, I grabbed her boob by mistake. What? <sighs> and then he goes on to say, But I still grabbed her boob, and that was awesome. <laughs> and so his, his dad says, Can you break his balls a little? His name is Tim, and he just graduated from high school. Thank you, lawyer, listener, Brian. Still give my wife crap because uh, she, um, she slept with the defensive line of the New York Jets. Okay. Thinking it was me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hang on. Let me go to some calls. Kristen, uh, that I'm going to get on the line first. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. What's up, Kristen? So we were standing at, like, an island, you know, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all drinking around it. It was me, my boyfriend, and, and my cousin, and her boyfriend, who is jacked, to say the least. But my cousin and I look very similar from behind. <laughs> and sometimes, flirtatiously, when my boyfriend's walking by, he'll jiggle my butt. And he jiggled hers instead. And her boyfriend 
was staring right at him. He was mortified. Oh, no. So he does, like, like a, like a handful of ass, or does he just, like, tap it, or what? Well, he'll, like, go from underneath and, like, kind of jiggle it up. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> but he did it to her instead, and she turned around, and her boyfriend was looking at him and looking at us, and, oh, it was so funny, because we don't care, but... Her boyfriend didn't really know us all that well. Right, he just oh he God. just molested his girlfriend right in front of him. And did he yep, did exactly. did he eventually did he calm down or was he a little bit yeah, disturbed? Because I, I think he, my boyfriend was like, "Ah, I thought it was Christine. They look the same." <laughs> yeah. He was trying to backtrack and and make it. Make it seem more okay, but I mean, my cousin and I were dying. It was so. Funny. Of course, I, I again though in that in that situation like. Anytime in the situation with your wife, I'm like, oh my god! Uh-huh. I'm like, I-, I had no idea. Ah, oh, 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 oh. ah! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <gasps> You're perfect. Uh, let me go- <laughs> let me go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning. What do I get to do? Very good, very nice. What do I get to do? What's up, Mark? So, um, back when I was still partying in my 20s. Um, we used to go to Brownies 23 East all the time. Oh, yeah. And um, I ended up elbowing some chick in the boob mm-hmm. watching, uh, you remember Burnt Sienna? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the band, yeah. So we, we were watching them, and I was elbowing her boob, and I apologized. The rest of the night, I felt so bad. So I said, what can I do to make it up to you? She goes, well, use your imagination. So I did. We made out the rest of the night. Ended up marrying her. We've been married for almost ten years. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now an elbow to the boob. That's I, gonna I, happen. I felt up Kathy that way forty five hundred times. Oh, every day. Yeah, because yep. we take our pictures. Where where we stand in that in the same configuration. Sometimes it's going to be the deal. Yeah. If I knowingly reached over and went, uh, uh, yeah, then that would be, be that'd be a mistake. <laughs> That's different. Just an elbow boob is not such a right. bad thing. Yeah. I mean, if you full on accidentally swing around and bang them, then it's like ah. Uh, or if, you, about that. if it's like you think it's your buddy or something and you're doing, hey, hey, you know, yeah. that's a mistake. Are you quite aware, are women aware when they've got their boobs on you? You know, like if, if everybody huddles up for a picture and, you know, or something like that? No, uh, I mean, no, not all the time. I mean, I think I, because it's just, just kind of like a body part. To, you know, it's not I like a you, grab. It's not like, it's not like she, 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 <laughs> hey, big boy, we're going to take another swing at this. Like, no, I'll, we're just no, scared. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll realize it after. I'm like, oh. Like, when I step away, I'm like, oh, sorry, my yeah. boob was just resting on you. I go to a barber shop now, but I miss going to the salon. You used to go to this place where it was, uh, I think she was a former Mrs. Pennsylvania. Not just her, but, I mean, almost all of them. They put their boobs all over you. They do. Yeah. They have to, to get in proximity to, you know, working with you. Well, or when the guys put their junk all over you. Well, that's oh, my God. Just a bonus. But, uh, it, you know what, it was just one of those little... Yep. And as a teenager, when I would go, because my sister worked at a... Uh, it was the uh, best. Yeah, at a salon, yeah. and I would get other, uh, you know, her co-workers to do You'd it get for your me, sister. it was fantastic. You know what I'm thinking about right now? No. Nikki. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Massages. Yes. Massage, yeah. No, no, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just lost my train of thought. No. Oh, every now and again, if you're getting your uh, hair did... And your hands are on the uh, the yes. arms of the chair. I've had there this. nether regions will rub up against you. You're like, oh my god, what, I can't move my hand. And, and if you apologize, you mm-hmm. can't apologize mm-hmm. because your hand is you're you're legitimately holding on. Yeah. Now I haven't been to a barber or salon in a long time, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, oh my god, like, I can't move it. I just got to pretend like uh, this is just the the arm of the chair and not my hand. Boy, your genitals are warm. <laughs> I'm gonna go to uh, speaking of Nikki. I have uh, Nikki on the phone line. Hey, Nikki. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Nikki, what's up? 
I just have a quick story for you. I was a waitress years ago, and uh, I was serving someone, and I dropped a tartar sauce in his crotch. <laughs> and I went to clean it off, and I started to rub it. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do that. And he said, oh, yeah, you can. Go oh, ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> What kind of tip did you get after that? $2,000. It's all right. Uh, You'll get five if you lick it off. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Think of me as a huge fish stick. Now go to town, baby. Damn. I'm going to go next to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. What's up, Mike? So I was at my daughter's swim meet, and uh, my wife was standing to the right of me, and we're talking and turned to talk to somebody to my other side. I reach back over to grab my wife's ass. I kind of like <laughs> cup it underneath, get a nice feel. And it was this guy's 15-year-old daughter. Holy <gasps> crap. My, no! my, my wife moved out of the way, and this girl slid in. And as I'm grabbing and I realize, I look up, and her dad's staring at me. Oh, my God. What did you do? I just looked at him, and he goes, you know what? I saw exactly what happened. Your wife moved. It's cool. <laughs> Thank I God. he's so red. I'm so glad he saw it because he just looked at me and he just starts laughing. I'm, oh, because you yeah. know, you know, there's no way were you to have done that and were she to have reacted. Yeah, there's no way you can beg your way out of. Um, it's a 15 year old. You oh, know, no. you're gonna get if throttled. Seen it, yeah, if you wouldn't have seen it. Oh, I couldn't imagine oh. how that would have went. Wow, forget it. Yeah, you dodged a bullet there, Mike. Uh, Casey, you said uh, you're perfect a second ago, and yeah. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, that's from back to school. Yep. How about this call? Goes right to that. I'm going to go to Jessica. Hey, Jessica, good morning. Good morning. I'm hydrating my boobs. Oh. <laughs> Thank God for that. What's up, Jessica? I that was appropriate this morning. Yeah. Well, I was in a short house with a bunch of girls, um, and we had just met my one friend's boyfriend. He wasn't staying at the house. We just met him. That, we had just met him that day for the very first time. And for whatever reason, he thought he would join her in the shower, but she wasn't in the shower. I was in the shower. Oh, man. Oh, no. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't know what. He didn't say anything. He didn't call her name. He just came in, and all of a sudden, he was just in the shower with me. And I was like, uh, Naked. Oh, it, 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 right? it, yeah. It's like the bodyguard. I don't want to talk about this again. So, he had left to, like, go on a beer run or something, and he didn't know she wasn't in the house. That's oh, he, man. He thought she was in there. So, and all night, he just kept saying, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. That's what he said? He saw all of it, Jessica. He saw every bit of it. You're perfect. <laughs> I mean, it was it was funny at the time, and it's funny now. But I still don't know why now, he came in there and didn't did, say anything. Did either of you tell her about it when she got back? Oh yeah, immediately. The whole house knew it, it was a big joke. <laughs> all right. the whole okay. <laughs> yes. Good. If you kept it a secret, that'd be an issue. Now, but did, yeah. Did you see him? No. Okay. Uh, okay. She saw Honestly, everything. I, I just I she just saw everything at first because at first I didn't remember even who he was because <laughs> we just I just met him for the first time that day. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> yeah, it, that, I'm Thanks sure so stories that uh, you know when you have uh, like summer houses with a whole bunch of people staying there. Oh yeah. It can uh, get uh, dicey. Let me go to Scott. You're on the air, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, so. When I was married, me and my wife, we went up to a cabin with a bunch of other couples, and uh, as soon as we go, you know, drinking and whatever, climbing into bed and the big wall for everybody sleeping, I jump into bed and rub what I thought was my left wife's leg. It wasn't. This dude, he was like, no. It was a guy. <laughs> it was a guy. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, no. 
Yeah. How did yeah. you react? <laughs> oh, you're wearing your your soft panties. That's well, my pubic hair. Like umbrellas or something. I thought it was, you know, whatever. <laughs> you must have wanted to die, Scott. Those aren't pillows? Yeah, those yeah. aren't pillows. Yeah, it was an awkward morning. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Thanks, Scott. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm going to go out uh, for a walk. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I will go next to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, you guys rock. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, man. What's up? So, one time we got done church, and we were in the main lobby area. I was probably about 10 years old, and there was a guy faced the other way. He was wearing the exact same clothes as my dad. So, I went up to him, took both my hands, and smacked him in the butt, used both my hands, and I kind of jiggled his butt a little bit, and he turned around, looks at me, and it was a totally different guy, and I froze like a deer. <laughs> As a as a kid, you wouldn't know what to do. Right, you would have yeah. no idea what. What's to your do. name, little fella? <laughs> so dear God, you picked the wrong guy. This is this is your lucky day. Oh my God! Oh, thank you, Dan. You know that though, Preston. You're out in a, in a room with a lot of people. As I said before, you're at a yeah. club. You're at an event. You're socializing. You're moving about, and it's cut. You you stick your hand out. You know, I've had near misses where my wife had been next to me, and mm-hmm. I sense what I believe to be her next to me, and I go to put my arm around her waist, and I'm like, oh! yeah. you know, and you catch it last second. And not just uh, um, not just actually touching someone. Have you ever said, like, the wrong thing to someone just out of out of? Habit? I called a guy honey the other day. Yeah, thinking that you're talking to your wife, I was right? on the phone. I've done it. Thanks, honey. I've, do- I've done baby. <laughs> what? Thanks, baby. What did I just say? I did that to my mom one time. All right, thanks, baby. I'll touch you. <laughs> what? Because you get into a, ca- a rhythm that is familiar to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And maybe you're a little turned on. Yeah. Uh, that was my friend- I can't wait to massage your balls. See you later. Yeah. Well, my friend was leaving. He went to this pizza place, uh, you know, a million times. And he was leaving the one time, and he said goodbye to the guy, and the guy says, I love you, too. Right? And he got out, and he goes, he gets out of the story, he goes, that guy thinks I said I love you. I can't, I can't ever go back there. Uh, let me go to Bob. Hey, Bob, you're on the air. Good morning, man. What's going on, guys? Yep. What's up, buddy? So, uh, I was in uh, Ohio, my cousin's wedding, and... Uh, Drove out with my cousin from out here in PA, and we had to just get a hotel. Well, I guess <laughs> we uh, fell asleep that night, and we were sharing a bed, and he woke up the next day, and he wouldn't talk to me. My butt hurts. And I, said, <laughs> I said to him, I said, uh, Jeff, what's going on, man? I said, were you mad at me about something? He said, dude, listen, I'm not mad. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> last night... You must have thought I was cat, your ex girlfriend, or something, and you start <laughs> grabbing your chest, grabbing your boob, grabbing, yeah, grabbing my chest, yeah. And then he said, "I moved your hand off." And then an hour later, you were rubbing my stomach and touching my belly button. Oh! <laughs> he, he's playing with your belly button, <laughs> dude. I said, "I'm so sorry." He goes. No, I get it. You're not used to sleeping with a guy, but, you know, this can't happen again, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, and, of course, I told my whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassed about it. Oh, Bob, that, like, that's... And he, and he's, he's, I've got 100 pounds on me, so 
I'm just happy he didn't kill me. Hey, yeah, it's right. cool that he didn't, yeah, that he didn't just turn around and punch you in the face. That oh, he nice. he uh, he realized you were out for the count. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember any of this. That oh, is so man. funny. It's hilarious. I love it. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go over to. Let's see. I have uh, Lou who is on the line. Hey, Lou. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You guys rock. Thanks, right. Lou. Talking about accidentally feeling somebody up. What'd you do? Uh, well. I was away from college for about nine weeks, and when I came back to my house, nobody was home, and I, when I came to my living room, my dining room, I saw what I thought was my sister <laughs> bend over in a, um, you know, going through clothes in the basket. Mm-hmm. So I put my, ba- my uh, bag down, went up, and as hard as I could, smacked her <laughs> on the buttocks. My hand was red. I went, what's up? And I said her name. I said, How you doing? I'm back. So I go into the kitchen to get something to eat, and I turn around, and here's this woman. <laughs> I never saw before in my life going, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm your sister's friend. Oh, oh no. I, I'm Lou, and I'm leaving. And I just walked out the front door. And <laughs> I'm Lou, and I'm leaving. You just conducted an assault. Yeah, basically. I mean, I, I bet my hand was red. Afterwards. Oh, man. <laughs> that sucks, man. That sucks. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I will go next to Jill. Hi, Jill. You're on. Good morning. Hey. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Jill. We appreciate it. What's your story? Okay, so... Uh, Sam, uh, we uh, always go out to lunch on a Sunday, and we're at this restaurant. There's a uh, salad bar, so I'm going out to the salad bar. This guy puts both arms around me, and he's like, hey, honey, I'll meet you back at the table. And I look up, and the look on his face was priceless. It looked like I just told him, like, something horrible happened, and he would not make eye contact with me the rest of the time. Because I'm with my family, and I'm like, I don't know, 15? This, oh so you, he stayed in the restaurant. I would have left. Yeah, yes, I would have ran out. He was redder than red. Wouldn't even look at me. I like, yeah. wouldn't look at my family. He's like, oh my god, what did I just do to your teenage daughter? That's, I, I, Steve, I would have, I would have, I would have dined and dash. I would have been gone. gone. Yeah, Forget it. it. No, you had to never and, and left the state. I would have quit my job. Preston, you had. It's not the same thing exactly. But what was it? You that had the. Wawa encounter with somebody you thought you recognized? Uh, no, that was... Was it you? Well, he... I had... No, I, I knew the I guy, would... uh, but and I picked him up, and I was like, <laughs> That's oh! it! I did and, the same um, thing. <laughs> but the problem was he had, he had just hurt his back the day before. You had a similar story, but you didn't know the guy. No, I didn't know the guy. It was a 7-Eleven. <laughs> you thought it was... And, and I, thought, I thought it was my buddy Tom. And I, I walked in behind him, and I and I got him in a bear hug, and I lifted him up off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> lifted him up off the ground. <laughs> I could have sworn it was him. <laughs> I thought that was it. Oh, That's one God. of the best stories. This dude is like, oh, and my the, God, I'm being raped. And the dude was pissed. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was. It was not even a, he like, oh, I get it. Don't worry about it, man. It was like, get the F away from me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I left. I got I got the hell out of there immediately. You quit your job and moved. Oh, oh, we got to try that. We just send somebody <laughs> out to a convenience store and just pick up a random pick person. Up, sure. Up oh, people. I you were... The cops won't be called. That's why I'm gonna, like, if you watch um, Impractical Jokers, yeah. those, they do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. And how they don't get throttled. I know some, on occasion, some people will get pissed off, but yeah. I don't know how they don't get throttled regularly. Uh, I'll go to, uh, I lost your name here on the screen. Uh, is this, hi, you're on the air. Who is this? Hello? Yeah, that's you, buddy. How you doing? It's Dennis. How you doing? Dennis. Good, Dennis. What's up, privilege? Tell us your story, please. 
I got a funny, let's see, my, me, my girlfriend, and my sister were all standing. I'm on the phone talking to somebody. My girl was right next to me, spent over. I'm fine on her ass. For some odd reason, I stopped for a second, then I started again. Looked down. It's my sister. She's looking up, looking at my girlfriend. I'm good three minutes fondling on her ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were fondling your, your sister's sister ass. Let you fondle her butt for three minutes? <laughs> They didn't say nothing to me. They're looking and laughing at each other trying to until my girlfriend said, uh, yo, what are you doing? I looked down, and I was like, oh, I got put so red, I must throw up. Well, <laughs> I, I, I would have thrown up, but yeah. that's like, Thanks. Kathy, your, your friend was, was cool enough to play along and set the trap because yep. you're just loving the fact that you know that when the reveal comes, oh, the, yes, the guy's going to die. Yep. Oh my God, that's like in uh, Game of Thrones, Nick, where uh, uh, Theon is on the horse with what he doesn't know is his oh God. sister. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and she lets him do it. Yeah, and she's into it. Him feel horrible. Full, full sex? Is it full sex? Uh, no, but no. it was, uh, it was yeah. getting there. Okay. Wow. All right, one more call case? Yeah. All right, let me go to Susan. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Susan? Um, I'm a hairstylist in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, and... um. Sometimes I drop the combs, you know, while I'm in the middle of a haircut, and a few times it's happened, but one time in particular, I dropped the comb, and it slid down this gentleman's cape, and instinctually, I just went to grab it, and I grabbed his package. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he was, he was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was beat right. I had to turn him away from the mirror. <laughs> and it's at that point they started happy endings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right? But right? Susan- I got a good tip. Susan, conversely, I mean, do you get accidentally felt up all the time? Um, just by the drunk people that come next door from the bar next door. To <laughs> well, but Susan, Casey was talking about something that, that happens a lot. So you're sitting in the chair, right? If you're sitting in the chair and you have your hands on the, the armrest. Armrest. Yeah. As as you're moving around, yeah. you'll the end crotch. up sometimes you'll get a crotch touch and so and that's embarrassing. But um do, do you do, even feel that? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, but it's, sometimes they'll move their hand immediately if that happens. I try to position the chair so that it's not in my crotch area. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or if they're really good looking, I'll position it just Just right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll straddle nice. the chair. Play Thank the you. Yeah, yeah. Casey likes to sit there with both his fingers up, and <laughs> yeah. both his middle fingers up as he's uh, getting his hair done. All right, one more story. Casey wants me to go to this one because we can't not put Bert on the air. Hey, Bert, good morning. Hey, guys, God sucks. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Somebody thought Gadzooks. Why are you guys saying God sucks? Why do you say God sucks? Yeah. What's up, Gadzooks. buddy? Gadzooks. Uh, I unfortunately felt up my 90-year-old aunt from England. You have our attention. Crab. Okay. Uh, okay. She was over visiting very, very prim, proper English lady, and... She was leaving, and I went to say goodbye, and I didn't know whether to go for the handshake or for the hug, and I thought we were going handshake. She went hug, and my hand was up, and I got a very, very solid grasp of a 90-year-old bosom. Oh, my gosh. And and this lady, this poor nice lady turned the the brightest shade of crimson. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you it. Gave me a knocker twist out. Yeah. yeah, Casey. This, is that how you do it in the states? This would be the sound you make. Yeah, a ninety-year-old. 
<laughs> Instead of a eh, eh, yeah. Why didn't you go around back and ride the rumble seat? Oh, my God. All right, well, it does happen, so uh, don't feel alone in your embarrassment because no. it's uh, quite common for things like that to happen. I only wish we could get security camera footage of you lifting that guy in the 7-Eleven. Oh, man, oh, not one of my proudest moments. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. So we'll start with the Florida one. She's behind bars. After deputies said she threatened an employee and danced naked outside a Pensacola Waffle House. <laughs> An employee. Waffles do that to me too. An employee told uh, Freedom Rider Zobrist to leave the restaurant Monday because she had been causing trouble. Can I'm a waffle queen. Zobrist fled but returned later saying that she wanted to get a gun and then shoot the employee and everyone inside. She was upset, Preston, because she couldn't get butter into each little square. Oh, is that what it was? We know people who have issues with that. (laughs) The employee told deputies that Zobrist then took off her pants danced naked in the restaurant parking lot and tried to grab his genitals. This is my vagina. Enjoy your breakfast. Uh, The employee said that Zobrist also licked his face. Wow. And poked his chest. All right. Uh, She was arrested on charges of indecent exposure, simple assault, battery, and disturbing the peace. And she missed the PTA meeting. In India, a man was killed by lions after scaling a 20-foot barrier at a zoo and then jumping inside the lion enclosure. I don't know. People do this from time to time, man. Well, you can't blame the zoo. There was a 20-foot enclosure. Yeah, the incident happened at the uh, Kitbeer Zoo. Authorities saw the man climbing the barrier and tried to talk him into coming down, but he jumped inside the enclosure. One of the lions saw the man falling in and immediately attacked him, just like went after him oh, right away. Gonna be good. Uh, another, another lion this is going to be good. Uh, another lion joined in the attack. Rescue teams were not able to get to the man until the lions left him alone. Uh, of course, he died from his injuries. The lions involved in the attack are Asiatic lions. They are critically endangered, and only about 500 of them exist in the wild. They said he looked as if he had been mauled by lions. Yeah. Hey, a, a kid named Ace Davis is a fifth grader in Lexington, T- Kentucky, and he recently won his school's science fair. Wow. What he did is tackle a controversial subject, which is, is Tom Brady a cheater? <laughs> I, I, did you right. see his presentation? Yeah. It, it, his presentation was awesome. He won the entire science fair. It was on a trifold poster board. And what did he conclude? Funny. He had ironclad evidence that Tom Brady <laughs> is indeed a cheater. <laughs> then his dad, Christopher, fa- uh, went on Facebook with That's the really caption... Funny. With a caption, hater level 100. <laughs> and it caught the attention of a Bills fan uh, who interviewed Ace to get some insight into a scientific process. Turns out Ace, who plays QB himself, really doesn't like Brady, and he's not <laughs> shy about it. He, he said, because I hate Tom Brady, he's been accused of cheating before, and I want him to be caught. <laughs> uh, Ace doesn't stop at Brady, accusing Julian Ed- Edelman of uh, taking steroids and Rob Gronkowski of <laughs> pushing people around. <laughs> Uh, the He wrote uh, in his conclusion, the Patriots were found guilty of doctoring footballs, thus losing $1 million in future draft picks. Tom Brady is indeed a cheater. Uh, but what does the little guy think is going to happen on Super Bowl Sunday? He said, uh, Julian Edelman uh, pushes everyone around. Gronkowski gets shut down. 
Uh, Gurley runs for two touchdowns. Brady plays terrible. Three interceptions. Rams win 30-14. to 14. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> and as far as the, sci- the state science fair where Ace has progressed after winning his elementary school, he said, I'm going to win that too. All right, so where where is he from? Did, did you <clears throat> Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, he, it's not that he's... He, he, yeah, he's he not like him. a Jets fan. Right, or, okay. Right. Just has issues. Yep. <laughs> An American missionary has been accused of exposing an isolated indigenous tribe in Brazil to potentially fatal diseases. A guy named Steve Campbell. This is a wild story. A missionary linked to a Baptist church in Maine is being investigated by officials from FUNAI, the Brazilian government's indigenous uh, affairs department, amid reports that he could be tried for genocide. Oh the my charge God. is genocide because yeah. he's introduced disease into this Jeez. remote tribe that just does not have exposure to the outside world. Yeah, and I guess this tribe is considered its own race of sorts and therefore genocide. And that's Oof. been the issue. You can't, you know, they don't, you're, it's illegal to go near them. They want to be left alone. Yeah. He allegedly entered an area occupied by the High Marima tribe last month while carrying out a missionary work with natives from a neighboring tribe. The latest comes just two months after another story. Remember this guy, John Chu, yeah. Chow, who was killed on North Sentinel Island where native people have lived for 30,000 years. The High Marima is one of few dozen isolated communities in Brazil that have had almost no contact with the outside world. Natives there have previously rejected attempts at contact. It's unclear what penalties Campbell may face with federal prosecutors or police officials yet to be notified of his actions. These tribes just want to be left alone to work on their space programs. In letters <laughs> to his uh, family members, he asked loved ones not to blame the natives if I am killed. Uh, this we was, won't. Oh, I'm sorry. This is John Chow, oh. the guy who was killed. So... Uh, responding to reports of Campbell's arrest, uh, Stephen Corey, the director of Survival International, said fundamentalist Christian Americans must be stopped from this primitive urge to contact previously uncontacted tribes. He said it may lead to the martyrdom they seek, but always ends up killing tribes people. So they're serious about it. Did you ever see Green Inferno? I yeah. did not. No. There's I, every reason why you don't want to go. Yeah, you know, right. press just wants the first, what, half hour? First half time? hour. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty nasty. Yeah. All right, and then we'll do this last story. Uh, the Browns, NFL football team, Cleveland yes. Browns. Their marketing executives wanted employees to see how fans were engaging with the Browns on social media. So uh, they projected the Browns feed onto a giant wall at their facility. So it was like broadcasting talk radio over the entire building. In particular, it was worse than that. So one of the marketing staffers... Uh, entered in a search for the hashtag DP for dog pound. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Oh, Kathy, oh, no. do you have any idea what DP stands for in the world of pornography? Double. Right. Double yeah. penetration. Yeah. Got it. Is what it stands for. The problem was the hashtag carried a few different meanings, of <laughs> course, which triggered an array of porn to be broadcast <laughs> onto the wall for the entire office to see oh, for more Lord. than 20 minutes. So, yeah. Uh, the tech employee eventually killed the feed. And they got it off of there, but there were deep. They replaced pictures. it with ass master. <laughs> uh, so you heard that correctly. The Browns accidentally streamed porn inside their facility by projecting Twitter search results for DP onto a wall. Oh man! For the entire office to see, so that they could get an idea of what dog pound fans thought about the team. So <laughs> I guess that's what they think about the team. Uh, maybe that's <laughs> what they think about the team. I don't know. It's like in uh, you know Hollywood movies when they talk about the director of photography. They always refer yeah, to DP? it as a DP. And I'm yeah. like, oh boy, my brain yeah. messed this. <laughs> And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. 
What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Going on this morning, Steve. Well, Playboy founder Hugh Hefner's trademark black silk pajamas and red smoking jacket are going up for auction. Whoever purchases Hefner's leisure wear will, by default, also receive approximately one quart of dried piss and two miles of skid marks. Oh my God! <laughs> two miles—that's a lot. Hey, worn for a long time. Kylie Jenner's being sued by Cherie Cosmetics for allegedly stealing their Born to Sparkle makeup line and selling their own Born to Sparkle line. Kylie denies the accusation, noting that, quote, it's all useless crap anyway. (laughs) And finally, 95-year-old game show legend Bob Barker was taken to an L.A. hospital yesterday with an extreme back pain. Barker was reportedly injured during sex while attempting to perform an Alabama hot pocket. Wow. That dude is still vibrant, man. Oh, he's banging away. There you go. Our next guest is going to be displaying his art, and we're excited to have him here because very, very soon, he will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've waited a long time to meet this gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, from Def Leppard, Mr. Rick Allen. Yeah! Fantastic. here this morning. Very nice introduction. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I, I have been waiting to meet you for a long time, a couple of reasons, and I'll, I'll stop fanboying all over you, but number one, I'm a drummer, have been since I was a kid. I knew uh, that. And number two, you knew that? <laughs> yeah. You could tell you got the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> number two, I believe uh, the Pyromania Tour was the second rock concert I ever saw, so you go way back to my very beginning. Beginning days of experiencing live rock music, and I vividly recall that show. Now you're scarred for life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll forever remember it. It was in it was in St. Louis. It was the the Pyromania tour, and um, man, I just uh, I was just blown away by the performance. It was it was excellent, and it just ushered me into wanting to go to more concerts and experience that whole live thing. I play better now. You do play better yeah, now. I think so. And I've seen you in the years since. I've I've seen. Uh, you know, Def Leppard after after your accident and, and losing a limb, which for a drummer, that's a little bit of an issue. Uh, but I It also... at least ruins your day, right? It was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a little inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I remember being intrigued, hearing that you were coming back, and, and I understood using trigger pedals how that could be done. Essentially, your left foot becomes your snare drum. And, and uh, I was, you know, you know, I was bummed out other than the the significant pain and issues you went through of losing your, your left arm was uh, that, that you were one of the few rock guys that used a traditional grip. That's true. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, not anymore. But, I mean, it was like you and Stuart Copeland and Carl Palmer, and that was pretty much it, you know? No, it was it, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you started, I mean, you were you started young playing the drums, and then it, was it your, your mother who uh, helped you place an ad in, or, or, or respond to an ad from Def Leppard at that time? You were 14? 15? No, I was, I was playing, playing with the local bands um, from about uh, the age of 10. Ten, and then uh, at the ripe old age of fourteen, uh, I was going to quit the business. And you'd had uh, enough. I'd had enough. And I, I remember coming home one day and saying, "Mom, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to do this anymore." And uh, she found this uh, this article in the newspaper, in the local newspaper, and uh, it said, "Leopard loses skins," and um, we called. And uh, a couple of days later, I met with Joe and Steve at a local club. And um, 
And I went for an audition and and got the gig. It at was really 14. funny. Yeah, uh, at fourteen, and then I, I yeah, and then I joined I joined Def Leppard around about my fifteenth birthday. Oh my god! What was that like? And I'm sure you guys were playing bars, clubs, and things like that at that time. Was I mean, now in the UK, is that much of an issue having a fifteen year old in a bar and a band? Because here they'd have a problem with it. Um, it, it wasn't so much of a problem, okay. but I, I, yeah, it, I, I, I had to sort of stay out of the way, you know, yeah. uh, get other people to buy beer for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was, I was 18. <laughs> yes. I was, I was playing clubs when I was 18 and, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> no, it was great. Um, it was, it was, it was really funny when we, when we had to share uh, a dressing room with the stripper on a Sunday. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> How I mean, old were the other guys when you were 15? What were they? Um, they they're, they're probably 8 to 10 years older than me. Okay. Yeah. So, you, you, I mean, you were really good. I mean, the fact that you could, you know, hold your own with, you know, you, there's just even, there's a, a growth spurt that's taking place and you're still at the beginning of that and you're, and you're confident enough to, to land this gig and then, then you're off and, and running, but... You know, Preston's always talked about your your technique, and and yeah, obviously you've talked about the uh, the accident and everything. But uh, you know, I, I, one of the the best behind the musics, which used to be a great series on VH1. You know, I was a Def Leppard fan before, but it, it appeared to me that the the band's commitment to you and vice versa was that to me is such that's the story to tell is that. Um, you don't leave your, your your friends, you know. You 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 stick with it, and the fact that they did, and and you've produced, you know, ten times uh, what anyone could hope is the story. It, it still has to amaze you now as you look back at how it could have gone. That's really nice of you to say. Um, it was uh, it was really uh, family support, support from the guys uh, in the in the band, and uh, just people reaching out from. All over the world. Yeah. Like, I got letters from so many places, like, encouragement. And really, I discovered the power of, of the human spirit. And once, once you know, I got that, it, it, it was, there was no stopping me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. I just wanted to succeed. I want to ask about your art. Uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, some from time to time you'll see musicians who later on in life start to embrace that part of their a creative side uh, that maybe has always been there, but then they finally find themselves with either more time or more resources or more of an audience to share that with. How long has your artistic side outside of music been uh, been in your life? Um, really, from when I was very young, mm-hmm. and um, and then really I discovered music and didn't didn't really uh, I, I was into photography. Um, but didn't do much painting until I started painting with my youngest daughter and just saw where she went when she painted. And it was sort of without rules. Uh, the sort of zen that you get when you're yes, exactly. painting, yeah. That that sort of open-eyed meditation where you just disappear into a zone. And it, it appeals to a lot of people. And, and you know, I, I like to sketch. Uh, you know, you're right. You're It's just you kind of channeling stuff out. But your your art has some unique aspects to it that that involves some some technology as well, correct? Um, it depends what kind of technology. <laughs> um, no, I mean I I, I try everything. Uh, I learn new techniques. The 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 ones that I'm really proud of are the Legends series. Right. Uh, I started out with uh, with Steve Clark. Um, I figured that was a, a great subject because he really inspired me, and he was my best friend, and. Um, 
<clears throat> and then I moved on to uh, doing John Lennon and then um, Hendrix. Right. And my latest one, uh, the David Bowie, is, is really cool. So, uh, do you have anybody teaching you along the way? I mean, do you, do you have, have like a I mentor? Mentors. Okay. I have mentors. Pe- people that uh, that that help me uh, discover new new ways to uh, to paint. But uh, but also to understand things like shadows and and how they work and that's exactly uh, okay. that's exactly what I do. Normally, I'll I'll dumb down a a, a, fo- a photograph that I really like, and then I'll sketch the geometric shapes. To create uh, the highlights, because I'm, I'm looking at your work and it's really good. Yeah, I'm looking good. at I'm looking at this this the painting John of John Lennon, Lennon yeah. Yeah. and it is it is really good. And and this one that we have in the studio here, up in the main uh, thing, the the American flag with the heart in the middle, um, with the handprint is just um, beautiful. Whose handprint is that? Um, it's mine, actually. Oh. Is it? Yeah. It is. It is. Um, but like, and I, I, I couldn't help but think like, there's no way anybody could do this without having um, a teacher along the way, a mentor along the way. Like, nobody has that, um, that that perfect understanding of of, especially when it comes to paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Um, I love using acrylics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I use acrylics is because if I get it wrong, I can paint over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very forgiving. It's very forgiving. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, have you? Are you? Um, so for me, sketching is easy. I can just erase, or I, you know, you know the pencil, so on and so forth. Uh, when you when you're committing, you know, to me, it, it seems like you you're doing something a large piece of work, and you're. You, what gives you zen can also be ultimately frustrating, I assume, at the same point where it's not coming out the way you want it. No, that's that's true. Uh, what I tend to do is take a lot of photographs of, uh, you know, especially if it's a big piece. Yeah. So I can, I can um, change the perspective and then kind of see what I'm missing. What is it I'm missing? Right. And then living with it for a few days uh, before I go back to it. My uh, my girlfriend's an artist, and I am not, and so I appreciate her ability to do what she does. What uh, she often struggles with, and I, I'm curious as to what you may or may not struggle with, but um, knowing when her piece is finished, uh, because you can look at it, and you're in it, and you're, you're so, um, it's become such a part of your life for a stretch, to know when to walk away, I, I think that analogy also applies to music. When you look at a song that's being produced, and you don't want to overproduce it, um, do, do you feel that that's the same with uh, one of your pieces of art? Yeah, I, I, I think it's exactly that way. You know, in, in music, you say, well, you, it's overcooked. You know, you, 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 you <laughs> overproduced. You, you yeah, overdid yeah. it. You know, yeah. it sounds too too slick or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, the good thing about the technique, especially doing faces, um, is it's not realism. So all you have to do is just follow the geometric shapes. And as long as I get that right, then... There is an end point, you know. Do you know when you've reached that end point? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you could always go on, but then, um, you know, how much time do I do I really have? Unfortunately, I have a day job, <laughs> which so. draws some of your energy. It does. Yes. It gets in the way of everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. I, I think there's always always a kernel. Of, for example, you you were born with an ability to to see things artistic. Like people say, can you learn to be a stand up comedian or you, you you can, but to be a, a, a good one or to be good at anything, there, there has to be, I think, a little bit of the kernel of it in you. Yeah, I and, think and so. And so what would have made you probably, a, you know, a, a solid photographer or anything or a musician, it's that same commitment to that that, that, that goes through it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. That's cool. Any any plans to visit 
photography again, or, or? I, I, I'm taking photographs all the time. Okay, you know when I'm out on the road with the band, or you know if I can't paint when I'm on the road, at least I'm trying to trying to plan out. Um, what I'm going to be doing when I get home. Okay. You know, so I can get busy, you know, with the artwork. So, I want to ask about your time with the band and uh, <clears throat> how funny is it uh, seeing now uh, ripped jeans uh, coming back <laughs> as, a, uh, as a fashion statement when Joe Elliott perfected the art of it uh, back in the days of <laughs> Def Leppard? <laughs> yeah. Does that mean officially old when these styles start to come back around that you helped create? Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That is cool. Uh, no, I, uh, funny story. I went on stage one night, and the guys, they're, they're always, like, making fun of me, whatever. You know? <laughs> but I, I get them back. Yeah. So I got off stage, and my jeans are hanging up. They cut one leg. <laughs> one leg. Come on. You must you must have the, the largest collection of, of I, one what arm. What are you going to say then? <laughs> the largest genitals. No, the largest. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you've heard every, every uh, you know, one arm, uh, one hand, every every sort of joke you could get, right? I'm, I'm sure, you know. That, There's one or two. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> Yeah, I, for, I forgot what... Uh, anyway, I, it, how long after your accident was it okay for the guys to start? Because, listen, part of being in a band, part of being in a group, any any small group like ourselves, yeah. like the show, is having fun with each other and being able to joke and, and give each other a hard time. How soon after that accident were they starting to have fun with Pretty, pretty much immediately. Pretty immediately. much immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was wishful thinking, but, you know, yeah. jokes like one arm and three legs. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a brotherhood thing. So, is, you know. Well, we have actually, there's a friend of the show who's a, who's a, a model. And she's uh, has, has done runway work in, in, in Manhattan. And she has, I, I, I don't know, Nick, is it is it a full arm or is it a partial I don't arm? know who you're talking Becca? about. Yeah. It, it's, no, it's, I think it's her whole arm. And, and so she does have an apparatus that is now... Uh, with with a uh, phone app and stuff, it's can, like a can robotic arm. arm. Has that has any of that been brought to you? Does any of that interest you? I tr- I tried a prosthetic arm, but I I lost so much of my uh, yeah. shoulder, of my arm. Yeah, and yeah. um, and when it got, when it got infected, they had to uh, make sure that all the infection was gone. Okay, so, so yeah. you know, there's not that much there anymore. All right. but I'm really streamlined. Yeah, you're streamlined. You yeah, are yeah, streamlined. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I do remember shortly after, and, and you you made your return to the stage, that uh, I remember seeing pictures because I used to get the rock magazines and all that stuff. And there would be people, there were amputees that would just line up, just could not wait to meet you. And you kind of became, I mean, hero might be too strong of a word, or a spokesperson for people uh, who, who have had that similar situations like that. Were you a little... Um, overwhelmed by that at first, or um, no? I could okay. ident- I could identify with people, and I think it was it was really cool because people felt like they knew me and they they could trust me. You had, um, you had a commonality, yeah. And I took that you know a stage further. I do a lot of work with uh, with our wounded warriors, and actually a, a, a portion of uh, the proceeds from the artwork always always goes to our the, warriors. The Raven Foundation, yeah, the Raven Drum Foundation, right, right. And then you also have the One Hand Drum Company. What, what, what is that? Unless I'm misreading, One Hand Drum. Company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, it was listed in your in your credits. I'm like, I, does, they had no explanation. I'm like, what is that? No, it's actually um, it's actually uh, uh, the Raven Drum Foundation. And, so it's and, part of the same thing. And then under the umbrella is sort of. Um, Project Resiliency. Okay. And that was, my, that was my way of really focusing on, you know, what I, what I thought was uh, a huge problem. You yeah. know, um, 
you know, our warriors coming back with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, you name it. Um, so that was a way for me to really focus on on them. That's excellent. And so portions of the of the sales, these sales will go to that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, you guys won the popular vote. You won the, the people's vote, which I think is <clears throat> very apropos. Uh, uh, people of your bands, of your genre, on the kind of, uh, uh, you know, rock, metal, whatever you want to place it in, um, I, I think have a significant place in the world of rock music. And it seemed like uh, Rolling Stone and, and uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame kind of glances over that type of music. They put it out to the people, the people who listen, who buy, who, who you know, go to concerts, so forth, so forth. And they said, no, these guys deserve to be in. Um, how do you, what do you think about all of that? Um, I agree with you. I, 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 think, I think we may have been uh, left out a little bit. Um, but um, I think the, the, the thing that made uh, all of us really happy, the whole of Def Leppard, was the fact that they introduced the fan vote. And we got so many votes. Yeah. And that to us was the most important thing. It wasn't necessarily, you know, a bunch of guys sitting around, a, a, a you know, at a boardroom table deciding yes. who's in, who's out. Um, it, it was really a, a, about the fan vote. We thought that was really important. I, I mean, it's sort of, it, it sort of parallels your, your career in, in general in the fact that, like, you're, you're appealing to a, a certain people, and those are your fans. And then on the other side, you have these critics who you're not doing it for them, you know? If you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you don't. And, I, and, I, and if you don't like it, I, I'm not I'm not making this for you. You know what I mean? No, it's true. I mean, define critic, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's like if there are fans out there of any music, it doesn't matter, you know, what anybody's perception of that music is. If there are fans out there, then there are people that like the music. Yeah. You know? How, how important, so yeah, as the legend goes, the, the, the producer, Mutt Lang, uh, was... You know, key and critical to to you. Is that been overblown or or was... no, not not overblown at all. Yeah, he really inspired me. Um, just a, an amazing musician, uh, incredible. You know, songwriter, arranger. How much does a producer like that? I mean, it, I mean that that can be the flashpoint, correct, of everything. Yeah, I think I think I think he was really uh, pivotal. I think he he really uh, um, developed our sound. To the point where you know, I think it's why we're here today. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's very cool. The movie Hysteria, which is a, a, a docu drama, I guess. What did you think of that? Did you like it? The script. We we actually went over the script um, before it, you know, before it actually got filmed, and we all approved it. I think the only the only thing that that may have been a little different were some of the characters. Okay, like, Mutt wasn't he wasn't that you know sort of kind of character that was uh depicted in the movie it was it was for people who don't know it was, it was actually a, a, a they enacted basically the Def Leppard story and focused a bit on the accident and everything and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, but I was just wondering so you, you say they a lot of times they have to condense and take character traits of multiple people to make the story but you're overall yeah, they you're, dramatized it yeah a bit, you know which is fine yeah um but but I thought the most important thing was the the actual script was was pretty true to form. Okay, all right. I uh, wanted to ask about uh, the new guy in the band, Vivian Campbell. He's been in the band since '92, but <laughs> I remember a few guy. years ago um, there was a report that he had cancer. Is he? I haven't heard much about that. He's How's, doing great. Is he doing he great? Ended up uh, going for uh, immunotherapy. Okay, and um, he's he's doing really doing really well. What a guitar player! Yeah, he's fantastic. Just amazing. 
Um, you guys have the uh, uh, the ceremonies for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I assume, and I haven't read the latest on who's going to be there, accepting, performing, all this stuff, plans to to be there and to perform and do the whole thing? Um yeah, I, I I hope everybody shows up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I can't stand when, when the artists blow that. I mean, I'm a big yeah. Dire Straits fan, and they blew it off. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, you can't. You, can't you know, do that. It's uh, just getting a, a nod from your peers yeah. and, and everybody. You know, I mean, we've been working really hard at this, and it's... Let's have a party. You know? <laughs> yeah. I like That's that cool. attitude. I, I, I want to ask a, a question. What is your favorite song uh, that you guys have uh, created? Um, I think the one song that just puts me in the right frame of mind and gives me uh, just a, a, a feeling of well-being yeah. is the song Hysteria. Oh, oh okay. no kidding. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. Okay. So off of that album, I just want to tell you, is the summer of 1987. <laughs> I'm, I'm at my pool. Uh, I, I belong to a swim club. Guy lives across the He's street. He's not from... posting, by the way. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> Guy lives across the, the street from the swim club, and he had been doing off the high dive a two and a half for weeks. He pumps himself up, and I, I, I kid you not, he comes into the swim club <laughs> with a boombox on his shoulder, pour some sugar me, uh, pour some sugar on me, he's on, right? And this is just a vivid memory that I have in my mind, right? And so it's the summer '87. Boom, you know, and he's pumping himself up. Walks in through the uh, the entrance down. Uh, puts the boombox down on, on the bench, takes his shirt off, gets up onto the high dive, and doesn't even wait one second, goes off the high dive. One flip, two flips, two and a half flips, flat on his back. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, it was is so loud, and it hurt so bad, and then he laid there in the diving well like, oh. And then he got out of the pool, dried himself off, grabbed his boombox, and left. Ouch. Ouch. Hey, he tried. Yes, he did. <laughs> And he's, he's listening to right, the right yeah. music, you know? Right. Want to hear my Def Leppard uh, sure. memory? Yeah. Uh, probably in, uh, I don't know, it's probably in eighth grade. I know we got to wrap up. But the most bold fashion statement I've ever made in my life. Oh. I walked into school that morning wearing my sleeveless Union Jack t-shirt that I got before anybody had their hands on. We've had, had taken a family trip to San Francisco, and there it was in a shop. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, photograph had just come out, and Joe wore that shirt, and it was so iconic. And I wore... People heads were just snapping around and looking <laughs> fantastic. Where did you get that? It was amazing, Ray. You had your own theme song at that point. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, listen, we know you guys have to go. I'm going to remind people of the details of Rick Allen, Legends and Dreams. The stuff uh, is amazing, by yeah, the way. Cool. It's Thank you wonderful guys. artwork and, not, and and it's multimedia. You do some stuff on drums as well, yeah. and there's all kinds of great stuff. Rick, a pleasure to meet you. Congratulations on all the success, and thank you for being here this morning. Fantastic. What, what, what does it mean at the beginning? Gunter Glieben Gunter Glieben Gloven. Gunter Glieben Gloven. Let's hear it for Rick Allen, everybody. Thank you, sir. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.